Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Monday, we know it's going to be, and we know when. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Big, biggest sports YouTube network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis on this Martin Luther King Day of Service as we honor one of the great, not just Americans, but human beings that have ever walked the face of the earth. Gentlemen, first off, thoughts, MLK, uh, on his day as we uh, as we honor Martin Luther King Jr.? Bro, the three of us can be on this show together because of him, bro. So, just, well you know, said. I mean, it's 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 a must that we pay homage to him. You know what I mean? It's a must. There's no question about that. Um, I just hope we're a little far ahead of where he put us. It seemed like past couple of years we went backtrack a little bit, but I think we're back on track of being where we need to be. Yeah, we're, we're not there. Uh, we're getting there. Uh, yep, we're, exactly. Hopefully we're getting better uh, every single day. D-Gun, how about you? First of all, it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's a shame to say in 2023 that we're not there yet. Right. 2023, considering when he began to making a sacrifice for equality for all mankind. Um, I think a lot of times people overlook um, – what he did on behalf of his beliefs, how he put his life on the line daily, put his family's life in jeopardy uh, for many years, but yet he will not um, let anything sway him from what he felt he was called to do. Um, and I always say, you know, when you look at some of the greatest people in the history of our country and the sacrifices they made, you know, how many of us would, would stand in the trenches like that? Um you know, I mean, to the point, you're, you're getting death threats all the time. Uh, wherever you go, people are throwing things at you, sicking dogs on you. Um, and yet, the more he continued his journey, the bigger his following got. Yep. Um, and because of that, and it wasn't just it wasn't just a black movement movement. It was a humanity movement. And the only reason it got the pro- progress that it did was because so many people of different races stepped in to the forefront. Um, but again, I go back to what I initially said. Have we made progress as as humans a- in this country? Yes. But unfortunately, we still have a long way to go in a lot of areas. Well said. <clears throat> well said. Um, that's for sure. But all, all we could do is aspire, you know, to, to follow his lead and, and what he yep. wanted for, for yep. us as people. That's for sure. All right, guys. So, um First off, hi to everybody in the uh, chat section. We see you guys. We, we always appreciate everybody listening, everybody streaming. But, all right, big news uh, is we know who, we know when. Uh, we know it's the Giants, and we know it's Saturday night at 8.15. Gunner, I know you're thrilled about the start time, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> Eagles and the Giants. So it'll be the third time this season that these teams met. Uh, the Eagles, of course, swept them out in the regular season week 14, which, which I consider the real game. 
And then there's week 18, which was, you know, just try and get through it, win, get out of there unscathed, almost like a a preseason game or a game where teams had already clinched. It was a a weird, weird vibe to it, to say the least. Giants weren't playing anybody. The Eagles were playing, but kind of not playing. But anyway, um, so there's there's a lot to dive into here. Uh, The Eagles right now are seven and seven point favorites now. At one point early last night, it was eight and a half. Then it went down to seven mm-hmm. and a half. Uh, now it's seven as we sit here. Uh, the Eagles are on a nine-game home win streak against the Giants. They've won <coughs> 24 of 30 overall. They swept the Giants eight times during that time period. Um, Giants got their first playoff win in 11 years yesterday. They finished the regular season 9-7-1. and one. So just your sense, you know, it could have gone a lot of different ways. It could have been Seattle had they upset the 49ers. It could have been whoever wins tonight's game between the Cowboys and the Bucks, which now that winner will go play San Francisco. For sure, it's the Giants. Best case scenario, maybe second best case scenario behind the Seahawks. Where do you fall, Barrett? I, I, I really think that this is the best opportunity for us, you know, saying the pass of least resistance, you know, you've been, you've been singing that for the longest and that's exactly what you're getting with this, uh, with this matchup. I mean, they look good yesterday against a Minnesota team, but the, we, we all saw was on the decline. Anyways, their defense is like a sieve. They, they couldn't stop anybody. They tried. They, they couldn't fight their way out of a, a wet paper bag. That's how porous that defense is. And, it made it really made the Giants look like they were above the law, like they were just unbleedable, unstoppable. But I know the real deal. I mean, when you break down film, watch film, see how guys were out of position, see how defenses, see the defense that uh, what was his name, Donatel? Ed Donatel. Yeah, Donatel was running. Uh, I, I should run him out of the league. Well, it won't be. He'll be running somewhere, but it won't be in Minnesota. I right, exactly. That. You know, so I just didn't. I didn't see them doing it. Now I will say this. They were very aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they were going deep. Um, Jones was trusting his receivers. He was trusting receivers he hadn't he hadn't thrown to, you know, all season. You know what I mean? And guys stepped up. I was really, really surprised to see how Kenny Galladay not just went out there. With oh my goodness! Passes. He cared. He cared. He was blocking. Yeah, but he was out there. I mean, he was he was flat backing um, DBs, DBs you know, yeah. putting them on their ass. You know. That just goes to show this team is playing together. This team is playing as a unit. And it's not going to be an easy cakewalk for this Eagles team, but the Eagles are definitely um, hands down better than the, the, the quality of opponent they played yesterday. Okay, Hands down better. Yeah, and look, the Vikings had been tight roping all year, right? Yeah. Every game it felt like what was tooth and nail tight, you know, coming down to the very, the, the very end. And, you know, and finally it caught up to them first time this year. Uh, in 12 games where they, they lost a game where it was, you know, eight points or less. First time that's happened to them uh, all season. But, you know, you, 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 you go between kind of both lines here, Derek, where you, you don't want to discount what the Giants did. I mean, the way that they've transformed that team under Brian Dable is amazing, right? I mean, you think about what a disaster yeah, they were with Joe Judge. And, and all of a sudden, Daniel Jones has become – you know, a viable quarterback. And, and, I, and I don't, you know, he had, he had been, you, you hoped he didn't kill you. You hoped you could game manage. He's become a lot more than that. But on the other side of it, they did face a really bad defense in the Vikings. So look, I'm, 
I'm happy with the matchup. I'm happy. I think the, I would have preferred Seattle. I don't think they're good uh, personally, but I, I, I think it's a good matchup for the Eagles. Where do you fall? Um, Seattle would have been a first choice. Minnesota would have been a close second, mainly because of that Ed Downatel defense. You could, you could have thrown and passed and run on them all day, and, and I think that would have been the easiest path to resistance. When I look at this Giants, and as I watched him play yesterday in Minnesota, and as we said on Friday, I said, my upset special of the weekend was the Giants going into Minnesota and plucking that game off. Yep. And, it's, and as I'm watching the game, I started to go back to that first game of the season when they went for it on two. That's when that's when Dable won this team over. He didn't just say I'm making a decision. He incorporated the decisions of players on the sidelines. He said, I told you guys when I took over, we're going to be more aggressive. Do you want to go for it? He gave them input into the decision plan, and they were all on board, and lo and behold, it worked out. And they've been fighting tooth and nail all season long. Are they the most talented team still in the playoffs? Absolutely. Would you rank them in the top three or four teams in terms of talent um, that are still left in the overall playoffs? Absolutely not. But what they are, they are a scrappy bunch. They are junk, They are like the junkyard dog bunch. you know. Um, and, and, and as I sit here now, I'm thinking about, do not let this team be like that last Steelers team Barrett played on with Jerome Bettis, that 2010 Green Bay team that beat the top three seeds and then beat Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Those things happen on a rare occasion. All you have to do is get a team to believe. Now this team is standing around thinking, hey, you know what? We can compete. Yep. We know this Eagles team. I think the biggest – and, and I don't like using the word concern because people like to twist the word concern. But I think one of the most intriguing things going into this game coming up on Saturday is what will Wink Martindale do? What will he do? Because we talk about how he blitzed more than anybody else in the NFL at over 42%. He called off the blitz and went mostly to a four-man rush yeah. against the Vikings on Sunday. So I'm, it's going to be interesting to me. He's to a see. feel guy, Derek. He's yes. not. Hey, yes. this is what I'm doing. No, no. he reads the no. game. He's, you know, he saw. Look, a Dory Jackson was unreal on Justin Jefferson. I mean, it, it's unbelievable the way some of these guys stepped up. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point. I, and the, the other thing is, next time somebody tells you coaching isn't that big a deal, <laughs> just, just. Show, I mean, no. honestly, show them this weekend. Okay, show them what Dable's done. Show them how bad Brandon Staley is. Show them Doug Peterson. You know, with with no heart rate at all, with the lowest heart rate, it doesn't matter. Oh, down twenty seven will be all right. You just show them these kind of th- these things. Coaching means the world, okay, in, in this league. So please give me a break. But yeah, you're right. You know how you counter Martindale and what he does, and how the Eagles' mm-hmm. offensive line, Lane Johnson being one of them, is able to hold up here uh, is going to be huge. It's it's it, look. This is fun, man. You get an mm-hmm. NFC East foe. For oh, the yeah. third time this oh, year yeah. in the playoffs and a divisional round to get to a, an NFC championship game. Man, it's awesome. This is just awesome. And the only thing that would be wilder was with the Cowboys, but I'm I'm good that it's not. Let those guys <laughs> beat each other up tonight. Let whoever wins try to deal with San Francisco. I'm good. Um, I think one of the best stories coming out of the Giants uh this season has been this young receiver, Isaiah Hodgins. Um his story is incredible. You talk about players going from rags to riches. You know, here's a guy who was drafted in 2020 by Buffalo in the sixth round. He was waived by them both in 2020-21, put back on the practice squad. He got to, finally got to play a couple of games for him this year. And then he, he was waived again 
Uh, Brian Dabo picks this guy up in November in, in eight games. You know, when people – and Darian Slayton said it best. He goes, when this guy got here, I had no idea who this dude was. Right. He said, but, in eight, you know, in eight games since he's been here, he has 33 catches, 353 yards, four touchdowns. And with his touchdown on Sunday, he now has a touchdown catch in five of the last six games. Oof. And Hodgson said when he was in Buffalo, he said he he learned one lesson very well from Gabe Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. He said it doesn't make a difference where you are on the depth chart. When you get your chance, you have to approach the game like you are the best wide receiver on the field. And that's how he's approached the game. And this young man has emerged as a go-to guy for Daniel Jones. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, how... watch catches too, Oh, Derek. my goodness. I mean, Great money. catches, yeah. Yeah, keep the chains moving kind oh, of stuff. Unbelievable. That 19-yard catch he had, he toe-tapped the sideline. Oh, That's what a big-time catch. catch. That's yeah. big-time right there. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously he's fit in the system. Daniel Jones feels comfortable with him. Dabo feels comfortable calling his number. You know, we we were we, we all kind of snickered about the collection of receivers, you know, the uh, Giants had for much of the season. Like, who, who the heck? Who's catching passes for these guys? Right. You know. Well, now that they're here, we we know who's catching passes for these guys. And like Barrett said a moment ago, all of a sudden Kenny Galladay, who didn't care, cares now. I mean, yeah. that one play on uh, – I forgot who, who ran it. I believe it was Saquon. Man, he pancaked the, the heck outside. out of this DB. He did, and then he pounced on him after he after yeah. flattened him. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he's yeah. finally thinking, you know what? Well, he's well-preserved because he hasn't done anything oh. all year. <laughs> you know, you know, That's the first time he got, broke a sweat. Yeah, he's got yeah. plenty of energy, man. <laughs> well, he had, he had that incredible catch. Um, against the Eagles, yeah. Against the Eagles, a meaningless game. But, yep. you know, we're like, Kenny Galladay? I know. Where'd he know. come from? You know. But I will say generally, we'll, we'll dive into the, the their game yesterday and then the, the matchups with the Eagles this week. What a weekend, guys. It never disappoints, man. It never, never disappoints. Never. You know, if you take out, if you exclude – the Seahawks game where the where the Niners put it on pretty good, especially in the second no, half. No, second half. You just exclude the second half. Yeah, yeah. If you just take that game out for a minute, the average margin of victory this weekend was 3.6 points, I think, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You had really close games in matchups mm-hmm. that on paper maybe you said, I don't know about this. But, mm-hmm. you know, teams just play their butts off, man. It was uh, – it was great. It's, the NFL rarely ever disappoints. I just look what I love the unpredictable nature of it. Yes. I looked at I looked you know even looking at at, at the um, San Fran game, Seattle just didn't have enough horses to run the race on the defensive yeah, side of the ball. Exactly right. They just couldn't stop anybody. Offensively, they could score, but they would just never had an opportunity to stay on the field long enough to see what they could do. It was crazy how that defense was just so porous. Like that defense, like it seemed like the first half they were competing. Right. Then all of a sudden, Kittle did whatever he wanted to do. Um, they 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 ran the ball whenever they did. I mean, you couldn't stop it. Brandon Ayuk, they couldn't stop anybody, which led to – I mean, I turned around. I stopped watching halfway through the third. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. This is ridiculous after that. They couldn't handle McCaffrey. They couldn't handle Kittle. They couldn't handle Debo. I mean, they couldn't – Ayuk. Ayuk. No, no. Couldn't handle. They yeah. didn't have any answers for him. And, and that's why I say – the Eagles have an answer for all that. The Eagles have a have an answer for whatever you do on offense and on defense. You know, I mean, they're, gonna, they're not going to let guys run around. There were guys running around free all game long. I'm like, are we going to cover somebody? Mm-hmm. Just one person. Just cover one guy. Just take one guy out the game. They couldn't even do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, you felt like they had overachieved all year, probably ultimately didn't belong there. You know what I mean? And then exactly. it caught up to them. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that was that was definitely why. I mean, and, and we'll get into it really in detail in a little bit. But that nightcap, man, they, they, Jacksonville, uh, I don't know about you guys. And I'm not just saying this now. I didn't feel like it was over. When nope. they got, the, especially when they got the late one at the end of the half, I'm thinking that's a little bit of that's that's breath. Like there's some, they got a little oxygen, man, and, and they could carry this into the second half. And I and I honestly thought if anybody can handle this kind of goofiness, it's Doug. Like Doug's good at like just a one play, one drive, everything's gonna be okay. Like do you ever see him throwing headsets or losing his mind? No, you don't. Nope. No. No. And the other guy's playing. Playing checkers like Doug's playing chess and Brandon Staley's, you know, got his checkerboard out. Like, where do I go? Am I jump? Am I going to jump this guy? You know, he had no idea what he's doing. <laughs> that was an awful impression, but that's all right. You know, we talk all the time about how turnovers so, are so huge in games, and here's a prime example where those turn five turnovers in the first half down twenty-seven nothing meant absolutely nothing to Jacksonville. And oh, by the way, a Jacksonville team for the most part that had never been in a playoff situation before. True. But because of the leadership of the team and Doug Peterson and his coaching staff keeping everybody calm is a significant reason why they came back. And you're right. When it was 27-7, when they got that touchdown right before the half, what have I tell, told you guys all year long why I never believe in the Chargers? Because historically, <laughs> they find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. Absolutely. absolutely. And lo and behold, as a second, when it was 27-14, to 14, I'm sitting there going, they're going to blow this game. Uh-huh. They're going to blow well, this game. He, he abandons the run game. You know, Austin Eckler's nowhere to be found. Uh, it just it just felt – and then Jacksonville went to the short passing game, and you're like, oh, boy. And then and then you can see, like, Lawrence is one of those dudes who is – it could be awful, and he, he's just gone. He's go, It's gone. Like, he's an amnesia guy. And 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 then he started rolling, man. And That's the biggest were, thing, yep. Yeah, everything they were dialing up was right. You know, it was just, was just working. Well, you know what? That's what Doug does. Doug is the type of guy he gets his quarterbacks comfortable with the system that they're running. He once he once he showed once he showed Lawrence that all right, you're not just going to be a drop back quarterback. You're going to be an athlete. You're going to go out there. If it's time to run, you're going to run. You can move around. You can make plays outside the pocket. He's giving him the autonomy to go out there and play like it's 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 um it's schoolyard football. And he's I mean that's exactly what Lawrence is doing now. He feels comfortable going out there and playing loose, playing frenetic. You know, he, he he's he's very aware of his athletic skill now. Right. He's not the guy that's going to sit back in the pocket. He's not a statue back there anymore. And because he's made – he, that Doug made him aware of how good an athlete he is, he's using that. And, and now he's starting to play like, you know – I mean, it seems like everybody's going and, and looking at – and tearing a, ta- a page out of the Eagles playbook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems like you know everybody wants to play plays out of the Bills playbook. Having your quarterback be more than just a drop back quarterback, and it seems to be working throughout the league. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes; he plays outside of the pocket. He's 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 uses his his talent, you know, his awareness of where his guys are on the field, and optimizes it by getting outside the pocket sometime and using the aggressive nature of the defense against them. These, this, great these quarterbacks are working now. It's, and, they're, they're, and they're also taking from college what worked best for these guys rather than, oh, you're in the NFL. Man. Ah, nah, nah. Yes. This is the way we do it. No. Exactly. Like, if this works for this guy, you know, figure it out. Adapt and, and, and you know, to what his strengths are. And you're right. They, they have done it. The other thing is, let's be real. I mean, 
Doug coaches with balls. I mean, yes. he coaches <laughs> with balls, whether you like it or not. I mean, you know, A, and, and Bosa handed them a lot of this with his idiocy. You know, yeah, and I'll just call it that. But but he sets it up where it's, you know, you only need one yard. So he goes for two. And you're thinking, what are you going for two here, man? Kick the extra point, make it a three-point game, traditional thinking. Doug goes for two. It's a two-point game. And then how about the play call on fourth and one to ETN where mm-hmm. it just had quarterback sneak written all over it? it mm-hmm. He just – he coaches with guts, man, and that rubs off. Go back to, go back to how Doug um, mentors quarterbacks. When you most times when a quarterback will throw an interception, not once, not twice, but four or five times, or three or four times in a game, it gets to a point where you'll see a coach get in, in a quarterback's face and start chewing him out. What did Doug do? Pat the quarterback on the helmet, talk to him, and said, "You know what? Let's get let's get back in the saddle." Yep. You know that does a lot for a young quarterback's confidence, especially a quarterback who went from all these highly decorated accolades out of Clemson to his first year in the league where he's considered the savior and he's not playing anything like that for a coach who basically just shattered his confidence. Now having a second coach in his second year in the leagues and wondering what's this guy like? And obviously he found out this guy is going to allow me to grow as a quarterback and to have for me to have input. And if I make a mistake, he's not going to embarrass me in front of my peers. He continuously builds me up. Who wouldn't want to play for a guy like that? Exactly. Run through it's a brick wall for somebody like that. Well, there was the I, 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 to your point, Derek. Yesterday's game, uh, um, was it Hodgins or was it Richie James? I forget. One of the receivers on the Giants dropped a, a, an easy one that would have would have been a first down. And I, I'm, I'm or you, oh, oh, that big slide of, uh, slant over the middle. Yeah, that and, was Slayton. I'm sorry, it was Slayton. Yep. Yeah. They cut away later to on the sideline when the defense yeah. was back on the field. Dable grabs him and is like, dude, we got you. Like, yes, yes. Don't worry about it, man. It, yes. That's coaching. It, it, yes. It's not just X's and O's. It's not just, it's knowing how to handle your, your men and handle your guys. And I thought that was, a, you're right. I mean, Doug's excellent at that. I thought Dable really showed, you know, something there too. Whereas other guys are just disaster areas on the sidelines. You know, it's funny. You would think the old school coaches are the coaches more so inclined to get in a player's face and, and yell and scream at them because that's how they've always coached. But I look at a guy like Andy Reid even. You know, Andy Reid, he's always patting players on the head, patting players on the helmet. And Andy Reid is 65, 66 years old. He is an old school coach. But he always has that new school mentality in terms of how you deal with these players of today. Mm-hmm. Not many old school coaches are like that, you know. Right. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's easy to stereotype the old guys. But they, they for the most part, yeah, you're right, Derek. I mean, there, there are a couple vets – uh, right there who, who now to treat their guys, but yeah, so that was really good. You know, I will say, um, you know, even last night, highly entertaining game. You think about it. If Huntley scores on that sneak, they take the, uh, uh what was it? Tw- uh, 24 17 lead, right? A right. 14 point swing. Yeah. You know, at the worst possible time, I thought a couple things, it was interesting Harbaugh because people were questioning, they were saying like, basically you're running back and we'll get into this later guys, but JK Dobbins was, uh, very vocal that he wasn't happy that he didn't get you know the carry for the touchdown. That's there. BS too. I'm just I, you know yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. He, he was wrong on like ten fronts, which we'll we'll get into later. But uh, but but somebody asked Harbaugh about it, and he said, "Look, I don't question the play call. We think it was the right call. We if, if we could do it again, we'd go low yeah. because it was basically two yards. You're trying to get two versus one. Like one is 
Trevor Lawrence reaches over and he's and it doesn't matter what happens after exactly. That I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah, Huntley has to do sort of like a you know a high jump move where he's got to get over mm-hmm. reaching. You know, Wilson knocks it loose, and of course we know what happens. Hubbard picks it up and goes the, goes to the house. If he just takes it and goes low, he probably gets in. It's just a matter of just inches and execution, man. And that that was the game there. Like the, the Ravens could have very easily snuck out of there with a win in that game last night. Did he break the plane? Did he? I don't break think the he plane? did. I personally don't think he did. No, he wasn't even close. Uh, you don't think so? No, no. It wasn't close. No, I thought um, he was shy, Derek. I great, I, 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 I looked at all events. the replays. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's just that's just a young guy not understanding what teams are trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. He jumped over, and I understand why he did it, but the way in which they called it, everybody's trying to, everybody's doing the same thing that actually Jalen Hurts and them guys do, you know, the best. You can't have guys push you from the back mm-hmm. and jump. If you're going to do that, you got to be go go low and just ride the wave of that offensive line going forward. When you jump, that's where you see guys coming over the top. That's where you see guys trying to pull you back. I mean, he just didn't understand how to run the play. That's all. He didn't understand what he needed to do to accomplish it. There's a reason why those guys are behind you. They're behind you to push. Once you jump in the air, they're pushing nothing. They can't push you there. You know what I mean? That's yeah, why yeah. he stood there for so long. And it was, it's, it's, it's just a I young think guy. Burrow, if, if I'm remembering the – I kind of watch so much football, man. It's like a blur. But I think Burrow – on his QB sneak, took it and then went to the left, yep. if you noticed, and then yep. just sort of dove off tackle yep. and where, when all the craziness was happening in the middle over the center spot. <clears throat> yep. that's I think that's what they wanted Huntley to do on that. And, and Harbaugh was, wasn't was trying to throw him under the bus. He was just saying that's the way we, we would prefer the play was executed. You know, it's a Huntley's credit. The guy's a backup. He's, he's you know – Bro, he he's was trying. in the game. He competed. He, yeah, he's doing you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm not killing Huntley he, 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 he He's a backup, yes. But he has a lot of similar skill sets yeah. to Lamar Jackson, and I've said that time and time again. I've watched him play in games over the last couple of seasons. He's not a bad quarterback. He's no, better he's than your your average backup. Agreed. He gave him a chance to win, and he and he, you know that last play of the game, the hail mary, the receiver came with you know uh, within fingertips of of sending that game to overtime. Mm-hmm. You know it shouldn't have come down to that, but you know he complete he compete he put a scare. He put a scare into the opposition, as did Skylar Thompson. You know, think about it. On Friday, those were the two games we were sitting there talking about, as was a lot of people. Man, those games are going to be blowouts. They're going to be over by halftime. Skylar Thompson put a scare in the Buffalo. Yeah, he did. Okay? And Tyler Huntley put a scare uh, in that game on, on, on Sunday night. I mean, yep. you just see, that's why, you know, and, you know, and I love listening to fans. Oh, you know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. This is gonna, it's gonna, no, you don't know. There's yeah. so many unpredictable variables when it comes to playing an NFL game. You know, you just don't know. And as we said, we talk about how turnovers, turnovers are a big factor. They weren't a big factor for the team that committed five turnovers in the first half in Jacksonville, but yet the defining moment of the, of the momentum shifting in that San Francisco-Seattle game was when Geno Smith got stripped in the third quarter, the 49ers bounced on it. That was huge fight. momentum swing. Yes. Because of the, 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 the Seattle Seahawks were still fighting tooth yeah. and nail. They were right there. It all caved in after that. Yep. It really it did. It was all downhill. Yep. And it was like, here we go again. And the 49ers just woke up and just ran it up and down their throat and threw it up and down their throat. Man. It, it's yep. amazing. Well said. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, that's why I think this weekend, you know, t- tonight, this coming weekend, I cannot wait to see these games play. play. 
You know, because I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, Kansas City is going to smoke Jacksonville. I, I don't know about that. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's such great history there, too, with, with yeah. that. Andy. That's, that's going to be fun, man. It's, it's fun the way these things kind of fall into place, man. That's for sure. Um, all right, so we come back. We're going to look at, get a little bit more into detail about what we're seeing here with the Giants. You know, some of the things they did yesterday in particular, and you guys, you know, hinted at some of this stuff. And, and Barrett, you talk about what they're doing defensively. Derek, what they're doing defensively. We'll talk about the offense, talk about what Dable's done. Uh, one of their assistants is being requested uh, for an interview as well. Mike Kafka, who we know here, he was a fourth round pick of the Eagles. Uh, when he was coming out of college as a quarterback. So we'll get into all that. When we come back, we're going to go even in more detail, all the games over the weekend, preview the Cowboys game tonight against the Buccaneers. We'll get into all that. When we come back, don't go anywhere. We're rolling on this Monday. We know who it is and when it is. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because, look, you work hard. You want to be able to invest your money with the right person so you're taken care of, your family's taken care of later in life. And finding that right person to trust can be a real challenge. I went through it for a long time, but I found the right person and I want you to know about him. That's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business and you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can also email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. 
Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Happy, happy MLK Day. We are hanging with you. We are Sports Day. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's the gun. That's B Brooks up there. Those guys, those dudes. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this uh, on this Monday as we get you set for a – hey, look at it this way. As much as the we would have preferred an earlier game, at least it's one less day we have to wait. It's Saturday instead of Sunday. Kind of like that. We're on a fast like, track this week. Look at it that you, way, Derek. Yeah you, get Sunday, bowl, yeah, you, yeah, you get Sunday off. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> you Sunday might off. speak for yourself, pal. Yeah, get to, watch, get to watch two games on Sunday. Although this past Sunday, I watched games both Saturday and Sunday with a melee of kids and dogs running all over the place. <laughs> and one grandkid picked pick me up every five seconds, another one screaming over here. So I, I watched games bits and pieces and – you know, I was just thinking, and every time I do this, I got to learn to keep my mouth closed because every time I do this, I say, you know what? I'm going to be able to watch X amount of games in peace. It never it's, happens. I have come to the realization as we sit here today. Yeah. It's never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. It's no, no matter how much I try. <laughs> Those days are over. Yeah. The days of, uh, you're right, just watching games in, in quiet and peace no longer exist in my life because all of a sudden the grandkids come over, you know, it's, it's unscripted, you know, Hey, uh, we're, we're going to come over today after I'm like, I love, don't get me wrong. I love it because it's, it's unbelievably funny watching them interact and all, but it's like, couldn't you come over on a Tuesday or Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plenty of time on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so two things of note, just on a, a giant theme here. Uh, the Colts have requested interviews with their offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, and their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. So, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Right. Um, so two, two fronts there where, you know, they could be plucking some coaches. We know over the weekend that Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen both had interviews uh, for head coaching jobs. That's what happens when you win, right? You got to You just got to deal mm-hmm. with it. You got to figure it out. At least for the Eagles, it was during the bye week. So that part's nice. You know, they were able to sneak it in a little bit uh, on Friday and Saturday, although they did practice a little bit on Friday. All right. So let's look a little bit at at the Giants here. Um, They beat the Vikings 31-24. I think the biggest thing is, you know, they're they're not turning the ball over. There weren't any interceptions. There weren't any fumbles. They took care of the football. Daniel Jones finishes the game 24 of 35, 301 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a 114.1 passer rating. And we know the other thing, guys, he's going to hurt you with his legs. Yeah. He rushes 12 times 
for 78 yards yesterday as well. You know what? I, the other thing about him that I mean, we we know he's athletic, and there was a label that he wasn't when he was coming out of Duke, which was not true. But anyway, what I've really noticed with him this year, he's really good at picking and choosing his spots when to take off. Yes, like he's got a really good yes. feel. Like it's not. He's not just nobody's open. I'm going. It's he can wait, wait. He bides some time and then he takes off. And he's very poised back there, even when dudes are all over him. Like a couple times, there were guys right in his grill, and he just simply tosses it away. Like he's got a good. He's being coached very well. Uh, well, yeah, because because Evan Neal had a tough day yesterday. Hey, Evan Neal was and, not good. You're right, Barrett. And he um he had to work around his 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 his, his you know starting right tackles ineptitude at, at blocking. Uh, you know, whoever was in front of him. I mean, I didn't understand what was going on at first. I'm like, wow, I mean, did he digress that much to, uh, you know, to the, to the guys he was blocking? I mean, I couldn't believe how, how Smith was just taking him for a ride all day. But he, he was still able to go out there and make play. And plus their play calling was a lot different than I've seen, seen them have in the past also. Their yeah. play calling was – it was way different. Like, they took a lot more shots down the field, even though they couldn't block anybody. They, they took a lot more shots down the field mm-hmm. because it opened up because you had to put some guys in the box to stop them. So they're getting a little more brave. They're getting a little more confident. Daniel Jones, yep. Daniel Jones might have paid his way himself into a, a – oh. A, a position to stay on his team. Yeah, my man's going to get some bread. And I, and I expect their play calling on both sides of the ball to be even more so different this weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you know, as these players have evolved, as this team has evolved, you're right, they're getting a little braver, a lot more confident in some of the things they're doing. And I expect to see some of the unexpected uh, coming up this weekend. But it, it, you're right, Barrett, I, I agree that, that Daniel Jones has put himself in the line for a nice payday. But I'm looking at the game comments afterwards, and obviously out of excitement and support for their teammate, the Giants are now calling Daniel Jones. And Saquon Barkley and as other players have said, I don't care what anybody says, Daniel Jones is an elite quarterback. Now, would you guys agree or disagree? Uh, I'm I'm not using the E word. I'm not using the E word. No, No, elite is is, is reserved for – yeah, uh, top five quarterback. Yeah, no disrespect, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay, no, that that that's no. elite. Um, no, I think he's turned himself into a really good quarterback, and that there's no crime in that. Man. No, I think Dabo has turned him into a really good quarterback. Yeah, right. He, however, yeah. he's gotten. Yeah, there. I think yeah. he's become a. And 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 in his defense, the the one thing I will say in his defense, he doesn't have great weapons right now on the outside. No, no. I, I'm, I'd be curious what that looks like for him if he does get those. But I. I I'm sorry. I'm not going E-word. I'm not going the word. I knew you guys would say it. I just had to bring it in. Just yeah, to, no. Just and I get his fire. teammates talking him up, but no, he's not a leader. You, you talk about Daniel Jones as a runner, you know, and we saw what he did a few years ago against the Eagles twice. He didn't, he didn't do much damage against the Eagles running the football this year. But the thing I love most about him as a, not just a quarterback, but as an athlete back there, unlike most quarterbacks are look, who are looking somewhere to slide, Daniel Jones would lower his shoulder and take on now. If I'm the head coach, I'm like, dude, you got to stop this. He went around the end on the right side one time and stiff armed somebody and picked up an additional five six yards. Most quarterbacks are not doing it. They're not sure. trying to stiff arm somebody trying to take them down, mm-hmm. you know. And he when he's up when he's running up the middle, he'll he'll dive forward a lot of times more so than sliding. I mean, yeah. that's part of his nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, uh, um, 
Guys, his name is DJ. They call him DJ. Oh, DJ. Okay. He's now. DJ. He's not, he's not Daniel Jones he's not anymore. Daniel no. anymore. No, no, no. You oh, know what he DJ. has? We, we've gotten rid of Daniel Danny Dimes. That's gone yeah. away. Yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, that was not yeah. said in a complimentary way. So yeah. I, right, I mean, he's done right. away with Danny Dimes. At least. That's gone. But, you know, I mean, DJ, uh, DJ, that's Daniel Jones, you guys. DJ, he's, man, he's, he's accurate. You're calling um, him DJ now, too? No, I'm not. I'm just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't we I, just I, go Daniel or yeah. Jones? I there you go. We need to get any crazier. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I I truly believe that he's become a better quarterback. Do I think he's one of the better court uh, quarterbacks in the league? I think he's just okay. He, uh, he's right. right at average, average quarterback in the league. Um, coaching man, just like you said earlier, Rob. Wow, I mean, usually yeah. you know you just have talent. Talent takes over everything. But man, you see how coaching can get Dable's you where you legit. are. Dable's legit. He's been legit since day one. Right. It's not good news for the Eagles because they they had some buffoons in there before. They have a really good coach, the Giants. Wow, that's I mean that's how good he is, man. Now, yeah. you know, speaking of coaches, I did not know that Sean Payton was going to garner that much um, for to to get his services. They said at least the very least a yeah. first rounder. I know, like that is the one thing that doesn't get talked about. People act like. Peyton is just a free agent. Like he right. just, his contract yeah. expired and he yeah. walked away from the Saints. No, he was still under contract mm-hmm. when he walked. So if you think about it, the guy won a Super Bowl, was was in the playoffs every year. Offense was top, you know, five every year, it felt mm-hmm. like. Yeah, man, I want a one. Like if, if I'm the Saints, I want a one from, from yes. the Chargers mm-hmm. or somebody else. If not more, though. Right. I'm not, I'm not surprised one bit that they're asking for a one because of his pedigree. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. people say, "Well, he only won one Super Bowl," but you're not looking at his whole body of work. Now, yes, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback back there. That makes your job a lot easier when you're orchestrating offensive play call. But you know, the bottom line is, it's his offense. He put it together, right? Right. Okay. And if you look at the collection of receivers that he had along the way, I mean, his biggest receiver was a guy named Michael Thomas, who unfortunately can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, um, you know, in the last, last couple of years, but he makes players in his system that much better. You know, it starts with the quarterback, yes. And, you know, he was lucky to have an Alvin Kamara for, for a short amount of time, but um, he gets the most out of his players. And that says a lot about what a coach is more so than just X's and O's. Yeah, and let's face it, Drew Brees was pretty good in Miami and, and obviously the shoulder thing and, you know, whatever. In San Diego. When I'm sorry, San, San Diego. Diego yeah, and it yeah. didn't, he didn't go to Miami because of the shoulder. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and, and Drew Ble- Brees, talented, works his tail off. But Sean Payton took him to another level. Yes. So yes. I, I just think if you're the Chargers, right, and you've been in this cycle of whatever this is forever, by all accounts, Sean Payton is, is living in Manhattan Beach, wants to stay in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm giving a one-up to get him in there with Justin Herbert. Yes. If you Absolutely. want to break your cycle Absolutely. of whatever this has been since Derek, you've been covering them. Peyton's a good answer for me. That's no a question. great answer, man. He would no question. He would get guys focused and wanting to play uh, yes. in the organization again. I mean, if you look at it, they got the best of everything in LA. You know what I'm saying? They're playing yeah. in a new stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is LA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to take right it back from the Rams? Everything. That's how you do it. Right. So at this point. If you go get a big name like that, you'll no longer be the stepchild. You'll go into being mm-hmm. one of the heavy hitters, mm-hmm. you know, on that block. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, all right, the Rams, you know, the Rams head coach says he's staying now. 
but to go through all that, tell your coaches that you know you could go out and find another job. Yeah. I mean, what is that nonsense? Yeah, like where are you? Uh, like that's what I wonder. Like, dude, are you in or are you out? Like, you right, see, it right. It's like you don't. You're just kind of like, all right, I guess I'll go back. And I'm like, I don't, I don't love that if I'm the Rams, man. But I don't want that. He told I, the other coaches, go out and find you another job. Yeah, yeah. I told, I, I, yeah, yeah. He he finally says he's coming back, but he tells his coaches, look elsewhere. Right. Yeah. What the heck is that about? Well, I think yeah. you know what part of that, Derek, is honestly part of that is he wants those guys to go. Maybe he just doesn't yeah. want to be the bad guy Maybe. and can him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what though? You, can you really blame it on the coaches when you lost your best edge rusher to free agency? Your your Pro Bowl left tackle retires. You don't have as much cap space as you did because two years prior to that, you you were all in. You traded draft picks. You got to build this Super Bowl winning team. Well, you, you got one out of the two years you thought right. you would be the legit Super Bowl. Now it's time to pay the piper. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is, is it the coaches or is it the way you guys went about trying to get that ultimate goal, which yeah, is the like, Super Bowl? You had to know the risk. Like if, you, if you're just you're just tossing draft picks away like they're, you know, candy wrappers. You, yeah. The odds are it's going to catch up to you at some point. It caught Absolutely. him quick. Absolutely. But you, but in there now they're going to look at it like we want a Super Bowl, man. There, it's all not an easy thing to do. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But you were talking about Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton would resurrect uh, Russell Wilson in Denver if he took that Denver job. Yes, he would. I, agree. I think he would. Res- I think if I'm Sean Payton, outside of the the, the thin air and the cold temperatures in December, um, <laughs> I've, look at this collection of receivers I have. Look yep. at this defense I have. Look at the running game that I have. Look at the offensive line I have. I have everything that I need to be successful, and I have a future, a potentially suits a future Hall of Fame quarterback yep. in Russell Wilson. The wrong system, and I don't know what Russell was thinking. Um, yeah, cost Russell in a lot of ways. I you think here, in there? Here, here's what you hope, Derek. You get the right system, the right guy in there, and the right system. Uh, around what Russell Wilson, but you also have to hope that this was a real humbling experience for Russell Wilson, who by all accounts needed oh, yeah. some humbling. Okay, yes. Yes. Uh, you hope he actually will look in the mirror, like, dude, a lot of this is on me. Like, we could all laugh at Nathaniel Hackett and all that, but you know, a lot of this fell on Russell Wilson too. And yes, he, I sure. hope, I hope he realizes yeah. that, or else he's not going to be around. I, I know that he's got a lot of guaranteed money, but I'm, he's not, yeah. if you, if you're a competitor and you want to win another one, or you want to be considered elite or great, you know, you're headed down the wrong path after last year. So you, but he, he better get his act together too. Bro, That's all I'm saying. Exactly. He, he's at a point in his career and in his life right now that you don't want to be a has been like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you want to go, you want to go out on a high. You want to, you want it to be all right. Was the Legion of, uh, Legion of Boom, right in saying it was them that won the championship and not you. I mean, because that's been what yeah. people have been saying for a long time is that it wasn't Russell Wilson that won those, you know, won that Super Bowl. It was more so that defense carrying him and the offense to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I, I think, you know, Sherman and all those guys were right. Yeah, I mean, quarter right. Rusty now. Yeah, you you wondered like why do all these guys take shots? Are right. they jealous of him? Is it the money? Like, like you, you maybe he was just kind of a jerk behind the scenes. You know what you see on TV is you know this this sort of suave you know guy who you're like oh, all right. no not suave he's 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 corny he, he's corny he's a corny I I, I right. guess suave was wrong um, yeah um, but he but 
smooth in front of the camera i guess yeah I yeah mean. yeah 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 he's yeah. The, um he's 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 the consummate pro he's yeah you know he's he's never gonna he's never gonna have one hair out of place he's not gonna be a guy that you know is overly high or overly low mm-hmm. you know he's he's the perfect the perfect gentleman you know all that type of stuff yeah exactly but um, he, I, I i don't care what richard sherman says russell wilson made plays he absolutely dude did. made plays with his ability to buy time, his ability to throw. I mean, the dude's only 5'10, had one of the strongest arms in the NFL, and he could throw it on a dime. He could throw it through the eye of a needle. And I understand what they're saying about that Legion of Boom. There's no question about it. One of the best defenses in all the history of pro football. There's no question about it. But don't underscore what Russell Wilson did on the offensive side of the football. Now you're yes. right. You're right. You're right about you're right. that. Um the one other thing that that one of the things that stood out yesterday, we're talking about the offense and Daniel Jones did his thing. And, and yeah, I thought Saquon was good. They didn't give him a lot of attempts. I mean, nine rushing attempts, 53 yards, but he got in the end zone twice. On the other side of the ball, first of all, Dexter Lawrence is a disruptive force. Good. Okay. Love, goodness. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. And so is Leonard Williams for that matter. Um, but Adoree Jackson shutting down Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So yeah. Justin Jefferson yesterday, three catches after the first drive, one in the entire second half. Yep. He was awesome. That whole defense. Well, go back to, yeah, go back to that Green Bay game. Um, you know, Zaire Alexander shut him down the whole game. I think he had two catches the whole game. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, it's about scheming. When you talk about a guy like Justin Jefferson, Eagles shut him down. Okay, think about that. When they played him back in, what, week three or week four, Eagles yep. shut him down. As great as he is – you can scheme players a certain way. Now, you may pay a price somewhere else, but you can adjust your scheming to certain players that take them out of a game. And lo and behold, it worked for the Giants in this particular case. Because I don't know what happened to Adam Thielen all season long. I think Adam Thielen was not the same player, you know. I mean, you no, look at his total volume of catches and targets compared to previous years. Yeah, I think not he's, even close. I think he's going down. I, I just think it's – yeah. He's not the, the same guy. guy. He was yeah. a guy that played above his. Yeah, he did. It's his... hard to maintain that for for ten years. Like right, I think it's right, catching right. up to him now. Yeah, he played. He played at such a high level. Yeah, the, the shame level of it is, man. The Hawkinson trade was a great one for them. Yes, like he he's a beast, man. Yeah, he is. Whoa, yeah, he is. And he makes tough like catches where he's getting drilled and he hangs on. <laughs> he I know. I, I, I'll give you an unpopular opinion. I didn't think Cousins was bad. I didn't like the check down on the last play. That's just dumb. I didn't think he's the one who killed them yesterday. I thought their no, defense did. Their defense did kill them. It, it had nothing to do. Well, I mean, it did have something to do with the offense because they couldn't. I mean, when you got to run it back like Cook, you've got to run the ball. You got to use yes, him more to yes. open up the middle of the field. Yeah, they never had to bring a safety down to to to, to yeah. you know stop the run. They stopped the run by those guys up front. You know, Dexter Lawrence stopped the run by his damn self. Mm-hmm. So when you when you have that type of scheme where you don't need to put that. That um, eight defender in the box, that means you can have him out in coverage. You should be able to run the ball against a light box like that. And they weren't able to run the ball consistently you know, with the light box. Yeah. There's always got to be a check. You know what I'm saying? That's why the Eagles mm-hmm. are so successful mm-hmm. when they pass the ball because they always have a check. You put that eighth defender in the box to stop the run, they can go out to those receivers on the outside and vice versa. You know, you, you, you trying to keep, t- you trying to take that, um, you know, take away that passing. You want to, you know, bracket somebody over here mm-hmm. and cover over here. Then you go and have a light box. 
they're going to hand it off and they're going to run the ball all day on you. You got to have a check and balance, and they don't have that. They, well, they have it, but they didn't use it uh, against the Giants. There's no way Cook shouldn't have had 100 yards, man. I agree. Well, yeah, I, 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 was, I would go so far as to say Dalvin is one of the best space runners in the NFL yes. today. Yes. Give him screens, swing passes. If you're not going to run – you he needs to touch the ball twenty five times. Absolutely. And he, he didn't, how did how did you neglect him in his offense? I don't I don't. That's bad coaching right there. I don't, guys, don't we see it though all the time? I, yes, I know I'm going to sound like a yes, broken record, but the, the run gets ignored and it bites you. Yes, yes, we do. It bit us. No question about. It. Yeah, every single every week, man, you just see it and. I don't get it. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's maybe it's just sort of like, I know the thought process is you get the lead with the pass, then you lean on the run a little bit, but there are long stretches, man, where coaches just fall in love with the pass too much and you're ignoring really good players. Exactly. I mean, it's no question about we would, we, the games that we lose are the games where we don't control the clock. And how do you control the clock? By running the ball. You keep that consistency on the field, keep the opposing offense off the field. Yep. That's how you win games, man. And, and we mm-hmm. when we get away from that, that's when we have start having problems. Cause if you can keep our offense off the field and have our defense out there, you know, nine times out of ten, well, three times this year, whoever controlled the clock won the game. I'm surprised, mm-hmm. Barrett, that after we saw Washington do it. Now the Eagles turned it over a ton too. That contributed to, to the their two real losses. You know, the, the, the two the Cowboys and the Washington and then the Saints for that matter. But yep. I'm surprised teams did just didn't say we are running it down their throat. We're not gonna let Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and, and Devontae and all those guys get on the field. It's not happening. We're not gonna let that happen. And then teams after Washington, they sort of got away from it. Now, some of that is credit to the Eagles, and they were able to get off the field. But this is where it's going to be really important because I think you're going to get a healthy dose of Saquon and Daniel Jones running the ball mm-hmm. and just say, mm-hmm. you know what, we're, we're eating clock, guys. We don't care if this is a 13-10 game, whatever. We're not going to let you get on the field. Well, this should be a huge – this has got to be a huge game by Sue, Joseph, Fletcher Cox, all those guys really need to be up front. You know, bring your lunch pail to work. Um, you know what I'm saying? Put 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 a little extra uh little extra padding on you because they're gonna try to run the rock against us with Saquon and try to get to the outside and uh, you know, try not to run downhill with those big guys in the middle. Mm. So, you know, I mean guys like Sweat, Hassan Reddick, a lot of the times. Gonna have to eat their Wheaties, man. They're gonna have to go out there and you know put the big boy pants on because this team is gonna try to run the ball on them, keep the time possession on their hands and in, in, in their uh, side of the uh, field, and that's how you beat an Eagles team. Control the clock. Great point. Yeah, great point. I saw two uh, things. I saw two things from Saquon yesterday. One that acceleration on that touchdown run he had was like, man, that's Saquon a bowl player. Hmm. And there was one where he took a pitch right and went down the sideline. And he was he was closing in on the first down marker, and he lowered his shoulder, and took on a, uh, a ran right through him. And then when I see those two plays, it, it, I, I keep going back to what Malcolm Jenkins says. This dude has some of the biggest thighs and, some, and, and one of the strongest lower body strengths that you will find of any running back in the NFL. And he's he's playing like that dude that was a rookie. The numbers may overall may not show it. But he's back to playing like when he was a rookie. This young kid was just hungry, man. Um, and he's running with authority right now. 
And that's going to be Eagles. Eagles, we've talked about how shoddy the Eagles tackling has been this time. You better be ready to gang tackle this dude on Sunday. Uh, Saturday. Oh, amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and the, I think something else that's big in going to be big in this game. Uh, that first drive, defense needs to get off the field. Yep. Yes. You know, don't yep. let them sit there and convert thirds and, and then eat up eight minutes, yeah. you, you know, and score. I, and I know that happened in the Saints game Saints and the Eagles game, defense yeah. got it together. But just set the tone early that, yeah, yeah, okay, you know what? You might have the ball, but we're going to give it right back to our offense. It's going to be a three and out. I think you can do that. Then the Eagles score, man, and then the, the lid mm-hmm. comes off the place and mm-hmm. everything changes if that's the case. I, I really believe that. That's going to be mm-hmm. such a big thing because the defense, for the most part, has done a really good job. But yes. some of those drives are just killers, man, and, and that can't be the, the case. In this Don't game. let this team hang around. Do not let this team hang around the fourth quarter. Yeah, do agreed. not. It's a it's a division game. It's the third time me. I mean, there's so many variables that go into this thing, man. Bury this team like you did the first time you played them. Yep. Let them know that the first time was not a fluke. This is exactly what you get from us. Yes. You cannot stop us no matter what you do, and we are here all day for you. Do not let this team huddle up after three quarters on the sideline. Hey, look, we're still right here. We can play with these guys. We can do this. We can no take their hearts before way before that happens. And in the day. Right, right, right. Yeah, well said. All right, let's um when we come back, we'll do a little bit more on the you know on the Eagles and the Giants matchup and, and look at you know what statistically went down in those two games that they played this year, week 14, week 18. Of course, a little more emphasis on 14 because that was a little bit more, I think, a, a, a true look at what both rosters are. So we'll get into that. Uh, we're gonna dive into the AFC games in their entirety, the NFC games, some other news around the NFL. Uh, a big news in college football, one of the guys who's coming out who could have a major impact at the top of the draft. We will get into that where he, he may end up as well. We'll get into all of it. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are hanging out with you on this Martin Luther King Day. Let's talk about pro-action restoration. Yes, pro-action restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property of yours. It's gone through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke damage, and you're not really sure who to turn to. They are the people to turn to. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I've gone through it on a Saturday uh, at my parents' house, reached out to ProAction Restoration. They were there quickly, came, fixed the problem, cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was right. It was an unbelievable experience. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. So, Water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, something else. You're not really sure. Just give them a call because they can handle it. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or you can reach them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're hanging out with you on this MLK Day, in June, January 16th of 2023. <clears throat> Guys, I want to before we get back to the Eagles, I, I did want to hit you with this. Um, we all watched a ton of football this weekend. You know, last night, uh, I'm listening to the call uh, on NBC from Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. And I thought they they called a great game. Personally, I, I think Tariko's phenomenal. I, I thought that just every moment he's he's on it, uh, he's he's brilliant in terms of just structuring and rules and. But he also was able to rise to the occasion, like on the Hubbard uh, uh, fumble recovery, and he, when he went to the house, it was a great call. Contrast that with Saturday night. Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. Dungy was one of the worst broadcasts I've heard. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. For for the third greatest comeback in the history of the playoffs, for what was unfolding in the second half of that game, and for the giant moments that happened, Michaels was either disinterested or he's just cooked. And Tony Dungy is a cure for insomnia. That was terrible on both of their parts. Um, you guys with me? Come on, man. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm not I'm not about to rip my man Tony Dungy. You know, Tony <laughs> Dungy, since the uh, late 1990s. Tony Dungy, I think Al Mike, you know what? It, it's kind of like, 
sports. You know, you say sometimes you play down to your competition. Sometimes you broad you broadcast down to the level of your partner. Um, Tony Dungy from start to finish is just a monotone individual. And even when he tries to show excitement, it sounds like he's sleeping. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was a great should, play right there. I mean, well, yeah, get him in exactly. the studio. Get him away. <laughs> Don't put him in the booth. That's a bad job by NBC. I, I agree. I agree with you 100%. But, you know, obviously NBC loves Tony Dungy, as do a lot of people. I and, love him as a person. I yeah, don't want, you yeah. know. I, this I, is I, more of an right. Al Michael beef, by the you're way, right. than it is even a Tony Dungy beef. But, but you um, know what? I totally understand it. I totally understand it. You, you want some excitement because, I mean, here we are – the comeback of, 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 you know, all comebacks. Um, the same I told you so that D-Gun's been saying all year. Uh, you know, and... and He nothing... sounds like put off. Like, he, he sounded like that during the Thursday night games. Dude, you signed up for this. Right. <laughs> like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Do I gotta be here? Yeah. And, and, and by the way, uh, you're being paid extremely handsomely. So, suck it up. Brother, suck it up. <laughs> I, I thought it was me, man. I thought it was no. Me, he's, it, Al Michael sucked in that game. He sucked. Hey, man, let me tell you what. For that kind of money, I'd make a funeral sound like a Super Bowl. Same here. I'll read the phone book to <laughs> you right and now. make it sound like it's. If that know. had been Gus Johnson, I'd have had oh. sweat coming down my my back of my neck, man. I'd have been so pumped yes. about that. About that, man. I, 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 you're right. You know. We thank we you, Christy. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Sorry. Yeah, I know. No, we, 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 and we as observers, we feed off broadcasters as right. well. Right, right, yeah. right. You, know, you can, and you're you can right. feel it. Yep. Yeah. You felt right. Tariko. You felt, you, you felt it, you know, even to call the way you called it on that, on, on the Hubbard run. Awesome. It was awesome the entire time, the entire length of it from the inception of when the ball came out of his hands, he was on it the entire way. 100%. And I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. You know, yeah. I didn't. I didn't um, I, I, it's. I, I really hope NBC, and I know he his primary is, uh, you know, prime games, but I hope NBC doesn't do that again because he he he's clearly not interested or not able to get it rise to the occasion anymore. It was a bad broadcast in general. All right. Anyway, I just a little rant. Nobody. Uh, yeah, uh, look at um, a dog two hundred five. There's not a lot of people to like Chris. Collinsworth. I don't see. Here's the thing, I, but he has grown on me through the years. Interesting. I don't. I, I do. I don't. He mind. doesn't bother me like he bothers other people. Collinsworth. I've heard a lot of people dislike his. Call. I know a lot of people do, Barrett. Yeah, they do. A lot of people hate Joe Buck too. I think Joe Buck's good. Personally. I think Joe Buck's amazing. Actually, uh, Chris is very informative. I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm the Tony Romo thing. He's. He's come back down to earth now. You know, they, they stopped him from calling all the plays before it happened. Well, I like I that. that. I, I like that aspect of yes. it. I enjoy that. I, I wish he'd do that more. You know what I mean? Because to me, you know, that's enlightening to me. You know who's do, who does that now? The tight end from Panthers. What's his name? Um, Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Greg Olson yeah. does that now. Yeah. But the thing is, the only – I'm with you. I, I, I want – like he did it once. I noticed one time in the game yesterday where he said, uh, I think they're going with a uh, – a, a, a hand off. What did they go with? He wanted a play action, and, and, and I forget who it was handed it off, and it didn't go anywhere. He was right on, like he called the play, and he was right, 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 right. I like that. I just think, man, Romo just never stops talking, though. He, he's like, he's like a kid who had like, you know, all kinds of starbursts at, at the at the at the birthday party, and he's bouncing off the walls. 
And at some point, you got to be like, dude, just freaking stop talking for two seconds. Got to let it breathe sometimes, man. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say this about Romo. He's informative. He shows me yeah. things that yeah. I thought I already knew. He, he And he calls plays ahead of time. You know, he tell, this is what they're going to do. This is exactly. doing a lot more, and a lot better. Yeah. 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 But, and I don't know why they handcuffed him. I thought yeah. that's what made him different from everybody else. Does he ramble? Yes. I didn't mind that because it, it wasn't, he was just not, it was not just nonsense. He was, he was rambling informatively. And I have no problem with that. You know, maybe he's overshadowing the, the okay, you know, maybe that's how they perceive it. But still, you know, yeah. people, I don't like Roma. Well, you don't like him because he's a former Dallas Cowboy. Right. If you're being objective and you looked at what he presented during a game, I would sit back and go, man, you know what? He was right. He was absolutely yep. right. And yep. as far as as far as Collinsworth goes, Collinsworth goes, you know, a lot of people, uh, they don't like him. I, I love the Southern draw. I love when he tells the stories about when he played the game. He's very good at interjecting what he's going to say at that particular moment. Yep. You know, and I give him credit for that. You know, I don't care about all the other stuff, but the reason why you don't like him, you know, that's, you know, everybody has their own opinion. My opinion is I think he's very good at what he does, and obviously so, because look at how many years he's still been there for them in a prime role. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. Not I, a lot. I, yeah, I, I so. do, but I, I, I do like Tony. I do like Chris. Um, I, I really like, uh, you know, I like the mix. Um, Moose is a little bit eh. – boring to me kind of dry yeah Yeah. Yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i I, like i'll give you an example tonight we're gonna get buck and aikman i i I think they're excellent yeah i I think lisa salter is phenomenal uh so i i i I truly enjoy that broadcast period it's still weird for me that they're doing monday night like i'm I'm used to them having the big oh yeah fox Fox game so that's and that's not a knock on anybody it's just it's just a weird thing for me but um i like I think they're going to call a great game tonight. <laughs> See, look, the duck zap. I still hate Buck Junior. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, you know, uh, a dog two hundred five brings up a good point. I really enjoyed Kurt Herbstreit listening I, to him. I do too. Yeah, for yeah, a guy who's never too. done NFL games before, I I think he's phenomenal. I mean, this dude, you the last Thursday night game he was on, um, Michaels was talking about his upcoming schedule. He was leaving there, going to do bowl games, and then back to the studio. This was on the road for like 16 days straight doing all this stuff. That's Listen to what talent. he did all year, Derek. He did the, whatever the Thursday night game. So I'm assuming he probably gets into town Wednesday or Tuesday to do some, you know, pre-pro mm-hmm. introductions mm-hmm. or uh, uh, interviews. So he does college game day. They do something on Friday from whatever location they're doing the, the big game at. Then they do college game day during the day. ESPN does from like nine to noon. Yeah. Then he hops in a plane and goes and does the game. The biggest wherever, game. The, the number one game. game, yes. So he's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday doing whatever NFL game he is. Friday, he's landing wherever he's doing the college game day. Then he's on a flight Saturday. Like, it's a murderous schedule. Now, he's getting paid extremely handsomely for it, okay? But it's a murderous schedule. Yeah, But, like, he, but, he, but he doesn't sound to me like a guy who's unprepared or tired no. or whatever. Is you he know? married? Does he have a family? Yeah. His son was at SMU, wasn't he? Or yeah, he was, yeah. One is just... a walk-on receiver at Clemson, and one is at Ohio State as a walk-on quarterback, maybe? I forget what position he plays. He said something was like, you know, being a real dad, a homer. But uh, I, I'm going to tell you, like, I, I worked with him a couple times when I was inside the truck. Like, I worked with Blacklist. Blacklist, we, had, we always had the number two game in college football, so – Kirk Herbstreit and them have a number one. 
and Blacklist would have number two. Well, a couple mm-hmm. of times I ended up, you know, going with the first. You know, he would he he'd call for me directly and say, hey, "I want Barrett on this because I should be inside the truck helping him out." And when I did a game with him, he'd be flying in from 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 game day, like he jumps right on the plane. Yeah, private jet. Yeah, and, and flies to where it, it could, could be, be across country. It could it be, be LA, California. Could, yeah, yeah. 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 But he flies there, gets there, and gets escorted straight to the game and does the game. I don't see how he yeah. does that. Bro. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's something. Yeah. That's yeah. a special gift right there. Yeah. It is. It really is. Mm. Yeah. No question. Um, all right. So back to the to the um Eagles Giants matchup. So week 14, they didn't play till week 14 this year. It was it was pretty wild that they didn't play till then. Uh Eagles beat them both times. So when the Eagles won that game, just to take you back to it, it made the record 12 and 1. It clinched a playoff spot for them as well when they won the game. Miles Sanders went 17 rushes, 144 yards, eight and a half mm-hmm. yards per carry, and two touchdowns. He went crazy. Inspired. They rushed. Yeah, they rushed for 250 as a team. Yep. This is when they were in that stretch where it was like every week they were rushing for 200 yards, it felt like. But he wasn't alone. Jalen was excellent. 21 of 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, seven rushes, 77 yards, also had a touchdown on the ground. A.J. Brown, I mean, the offense is just clicking all over the place. Four rushes, uh, four receptions, 70 yards, touchdown. Devontae, five for 64. Like, they were just on point, man. There's no Goddard either. And no Goddard in that game. So they win 48 to 22 in a game that really didn't even feel like it was that close. This is when the Eagles were really peaking, and you heard, hope that they could find that again, but they were really hot at that point. I'm not going to say they were – no, I, I didn't think they were really hot. You know, sorry, you know, I, I think That's to right. me at that point, I thought that they were trying to find a way to optimize the offense without having Goddard involved in it. So they leaned towards the run because Goddard wasn't there. It was right around that time where they lost to Goddard because they, you know, made it a point to throw to him from like the the Arizona game on to make right. him an integral part of the offense. When he left, now they had to find somebody else. That's when Grant Calcaterra <clears throat> started playing, and and Stoll started uh, becoming an all-purpose type of wide um, tight end and more than a blocker. They were running the ball because they had to because they were less one weapon. And I'm starting to think, well, why can't they just go back to that? Act like he's not there. He's there. You know what I'm saying? They needed a way to counter the production and yards that 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 um you know that that Goddard brought to the table. So I mean, why can't they think like that again? Just have him there, you know, and, and use him productively. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I, it's it's been one of the sort. A mystery might be a strong word, but I you feel like all year there's more there. Right, yeah, you're not tapping yeah. into this thing completely. Exactly, exactly. I mean, remember Grant? He came out and was blocking like he was a premier fullback in the league. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was. He we played. He had. A, in fact, he had the first pass of the game. Yeah. Went to him. He had a phenomenal game that game. That was also a game Leonard Williams didn't play. Yeah. Dory Jackson didn't play. Xavier yep. McKinney didn't play. And yep. it was also the game that Lane Johnson initially injured that abdominal muscle. Yep. Right. And that's where that all started, you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Lane is at least eighty-five percent. I would, I would imagine it. I don't. Lane, Lane could probably have a torn at my stomach muscle and still get out there and play that he can play. Now, would he, would he finish? Would he starts? I don't know. But at least he's out there. That's huge, just to get him back out there. In terms of having Jack Driscoll on the right side of what's coming up this week, man. 
But the Eagles can impose their will on this team. It's it's got they've got to go about it a little bit differently because Giants know them so well. Wink Martindale knows what they want to do. They may have to go about it a little bit differently, but just based on overall talent, they can still impose their will on this team. But as I said off the top of this show, you know, I look at this Giants team now as one of those teams that we've talked about throughout the course of a season that rise from the ashes as a bottom dweller and sneak in. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're just playing with house money. Let's just go out there and shock the world. I expect this one to be a slug. This is going to be a 12 round. I expect this to be a 12 round heavyweight fight coming up Saturday. I'm with it. I think it's going to be a close game. Barry, my sense is you feel like this is not going to be as close as Gunner and I feel. I I don't. And that's only because, I mean, we got, we got the whole gamut of everything. Mm -hmm. We, we, you know, everybody's healthy exception of Maddox. You know, we, we have, um, we, we have Dallas back. CJGJ stepping into the slot. They can be more aggressive. They can play press coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive line will be intact. You know, Sweat's back. Um, Daniel Jones won't have the time that he had against that um, against that Minnesota team. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to stop the run, and, and, and their lack of stopping the run, the Eagles can stop the run now. I think that we're a better team than they are. It's not going to be an easy game, but it's going to be a game in which – I think that there's at no point did I think we're going to be, you know, I'm not going to win the game. I don't think it's going to be one of those games at all where I think that, you know, the, the game will be in jeopardy. I don't think so. Hmm. We're that talented and I think we're healthy hmm. enough right now. that it will be a whole different mindset on how they're going to go towards um, playing this game. You know, not going to play around. The message will not be lost in, you know, in, in any way. And Jalen Hurst is going to make sure that everybody's going to be on the same page you know, marching under the same, you know, beating heart, you know, this team will be ready to play. It's either win or go home. And these are the, you know, exceptional circumstances that you need from a leader like Jalen to step up. Him, you know, and the coaching staff need to step up. I'm glad you brought up Jalen. Let me ask you this, Barrett, because I still have a little reservation. Are you comfortable that Jalen will be 100% Saturday? Absolutely. Or close, close to it. Absolutely. And and did and you're gonna pull out all the stops. It doesn't matter. I mean, you cannot sit back and not have him run something because you're trying to save him for the next day, because you can't save him for the next day. Now I don't mean say I don't mean to save him though, Barrett, but will they have to alter things because of that shoulder? Now they're not gonna tell us anything, and rightfully so, it's gamesmanship. See what I'm saying? But I think it's important we watch the play structure and the play calling early because if they shy away from calling run plays for him, that tells me they're still trying to protect him from something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to know pretty early if you see some kind of limitation on the play calling where things are. Like, uh, Right. And that's That's a bummer if that's the case. If if that's – that means it's pretty bad still. Uh, I mean, that – I'm going for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm, yeah, that whole play, yeah. that whole playbook is going to be out. You know what I'm saying? It's like either you run it, or you know what I'm saying. You don't win. You we're just going to have to go out there and just fight, man. This is going to be a good old, you know, schoolyard brawl. They're going to have to play it in that manner. They're going to have to out physical because I mean that's what I saw out of this Giants team. I saw a physical Giants team. Yeah, that Giants yeah. team was physical. And you got to match their physicality 
play for play, player for player, call for call. You got to be able to match it. They're being aggressive in play calling. They're being aggressive in the mindset of how they're, how they're, you know, going about their business. This team is ready. You know, they're hungry, man. Look, Thibodeau. I can't stand Thibodeau, but I got to respect what he's doing. Yeah, he was all over the field Sunday. All man. over the field, getting held and everything else. They didn't call half the holding calls on him, but he's a rookie. You know, forget him anyways. You know what I'm saying? He he shouldn't get the calls. He hadn't earned the right to get any calls. Mm-hmm. I saw but, him track down uh, Dalvin Cook from behind on one play on an outside yep. run. Yep. Wreaking like, havoc. He's crazy he athletic. Yeah. Wreaking yeah. havoc. He's a little dude, too. He's yes. little. But he's physical, man, and they're going to have to stop him early. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing is – our defensive line against that offensive line, we can't get, we can't rush the passer like and, and give um, Jones any lanes to run in. We got to make sure we you know bottle him up. Um, Saquon, you know you got to put a thumper on him. You got to put a thumper on him. You got to make sure that you're taking him and hitting him as hard as you can on every single play because he got better as the game went on. Yes, he did. Yeah. He, got, he got better. How much do you worry about Jones' mobility? Because that, that's do. been an issue before. It, it, that's, that's that's a big word. A major fact yes. on how to I mean it's, it's kind of the same thing you have with Jalen. When his, you know, when he drops back and he sees he has nothing open, he'll wait a second, but he can still get out of the pocket and go make a play, man. He he showed me something this last game. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it was it was they they had everybody, you know, under lock and key. Everybody was covered. And he was able to run and get like I mean I mean like major yards like 20, 25 yards. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's a backbreaker, man, on defense. You know that's what makes Jalen such a versatile player. That's what makes Jalen such an effective player because now that you have everything covered, you have you know blanketed coverage over everybody, and then this guy goes and runs for twenty yards. You know not mm-hmm. only first down but mm-hmm. like ten yards past that. Yeah, he that's- went four times for twenty six yards in their first meeting and scored on the ground. I mean, he didn't kill him, but yeah, it's that's not bad. It's over six exactly. yards per carry. Yeah, exactly. So we 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 must respect Jones as in, in his athletic talent. Remember, you know, before we uh, played that first game, I told you he had been clocked at over twenty-one miles an hour against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Like he ran faster against the Eagles than any other uh, team they played against. Right. Was that when was that when a football ghost tackled him on that eighty yard run? That the, the Bambi run, the turf, the <laughs> turf monster came up and got him, man. That was unbelievable. That, that oh unbelievable. man, yeah. that was but, one of the strangest plays ever. No, look, nonetheless, the Eagles have had a lot of success against them this year, uh, in general, not just this year, but but generally of late. I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Nine game home win streak. Uh, they've won twenty four of thirty overall, and they've swept them in a season eight times during that time period. That, that's a lot of success. Now. Ryan Dable's in his first year. So how much do you just throw all that stuff out the window? Yeah, look, it's valid. I know when they both played at full strength, yeah. Eagles won, what, 48-22 in a pretty comfortable manner at their place. I throw, I throw, by the way, week 17, whatever it was, week 18, completely yeah. out the window. Yeah. That game was just yeah. nothing on either side. No, they were just trying – both teams trying to stay healthy, going to this playoffs pretty healthy. We didn't have – we didn't have our uh, – our, our our full playbook available to us with Jalen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there was, we didn't call any of the plays that we thought, you know, would, would really, really help us. And plus, they weren't playing anybody worth playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember 44. I forget 44, who that guy is. 
But man, it, it, he was like, I think he's like a cornerback and he was almost unblockable. He was making plays there. Like, Who is this dude? Oh, Nick McLeod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like an all star or something, man. He, you know, he was making tackles everywhere. I thought he was a linebacker. That's how well he was playing. He won't even see the field this time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he won't even see the field. You know, they had defense alignment like Justin Ellis. You know, you're Justin with, Ellis. With two, with two S's. It's, it's Christian's brother. It is. We got to talk to to Luther, man. We got to change the spelling, you know. But anyway, um, no. But they, they, that's again a sign of good coaching. Like you've had a lot of guys just sort of stepping up who, frankly, aren't that good, you know, or or, or mm-hmm. aren't that effective in years past who are now. You know, that's for sure. Absolutely. But, but you know what? Even as much as we're looking at the Giants, let's. This is on the Eagles. Like this is on the Eagles to get back to where they were, and. That means getting off the field defensively. Look, the thing we know is the Eagles' pass rush is always going to be there. They had seven against the Giants in that that Week 14 game. It feels like they get five every single week. They got to stop the run, get off the field, and the offense has got to be consistent. I just think getting Jalen back and assuming he's pretty healthy. I don't know if he's going to be 100%, but pretty healthy. Even though this Giants defense is good, they're going to be able to score. I I, I believe that. I, I truly don't. I don't think this is an easy game by any stretch, but I, I think the Eagles having everybody back pretty much except for Avante is huge. There's no such thing as easy is an easy game in the league, man. No, especially this this juncture in the playoffs. Nothing. Right, easy. right, right. You know, you're playing against you're playing against the NFL's best now, so you know, easy games go out the window. I mean, and even looking at you know yesterday's game with the 49ers and 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 um, Seattle, the ball bounces two ways mm-hmm. and you're going to have an even tighter tighter game than it was, you know, tighter game. They went into halftime, what, up by three? No, they were up by one. Seattle? Yeah. They were up 17-16. Up by one. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. If anybody, nobody would have thought that at all. But no. then they come out and start making mistakes playing Seattle football and, you know, the tide turns on them. But then once it starts snowballing, it's hard to get it to stop, man. It's hard because everybody's trying to find an answer then, you know, and then when you start trying to find an answer, somebody tries to do their job and somebody else's job. And in NFL, you can only do your job. The first time you start doing, trying to get nosy and do somebody else's job, that's when things open up. You're not doing your job right or that guy's job right. And that's where the floodgates start opening things start happening to you. You got to make sure you play consistent, you know. So do I think that the Eagles are going to win this game? Yes. Do I think it's going to be easy? No. Do I think it's going to be a game in which – if we go in and play our brand of football, we'll be just fine. But we also have to understand, you know, same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. You can go out there and they could, you know, punch you in the face. Can you come back from them punch you in the face? It's all about that counter. You know, you come back with that counter move or you just, you stay knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they, th- that was really, you could argue, Barrett, that's the last time the Eagles played a complete game. Because yep. the week after that, it's the Bears game that they survived in, and Jalen gets hurt. Yep. Uh, you know, then it's the Cowboys game, and then it's the the Saints, and then the Giants game. So it, it's and that was that Giants game was December eleventh. So <laughs> you know we're we're into like these five week categories. How fast this season went by? Oh, man. I can't believe it, man. I really can't believe it. I think one. Of, I think one of the biggest elements to this game also is the Eagles have to get back on a, in terms of winning the turnover battle. Hundred percent. They haven't done that in the last four games, and that's that's a little alarming considering how they were so dominant in that category 
for much of the season. They have to get back. I think that's huge in terms of shifting momentum as well. You have to force the Giants to turn over the football. You cannot allow them to play you even keel. You have the superior talent, yes. But as we know in this game, the superior talent doesn't always win. History has shown time and time again, it is not about just superior talent. It's cohesiveness. It's coordination. It's continuity. There's so many things involved. And as we saw in that Seattle game, as we saw in the Buffalo game, one turnover can change the whole complexion of a game. No it's play. a great point. And, and this is also, you know, if, if you're, you want to be considered the best in the game or a top three corner, this is where Darius Slay needs to show up. You know, Bradbury, Slay. Who? Who? Huh? Who'd you say? Who? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're not exactly going against great wideouts. And we know they've gotten the Giants have gotten the most out of those guys, but we're not talking about elite premier guys. Do what Dory Jackson did to Justin Jefferson yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's what exactly. I want to see. Yes. Okay. I want to see you dominating. Yes. I don't want. I want to see Daniel Jones with nowhere to throw. Okay. And he, he's ta- he's got to run more than he would even like, and he's opening himself up to hits. You know, this is what needs to happen. Here's another good question, and. Um... We all agree in unison that the Eagles have the superior talent on both sides of the ball. How concerned are you, though, about the coaching matchup, Dayball and Martindale against Sirianni, Steichen, and Gannett? You're not going up against the chumps, I'll tell you that. You know, on both sides of the ball, Martindale, uh, Dayball, and Kafka, uh, three guys who know what they're doing. You know, um, I uh, let me put it this way. I'm still really confident in Nick I'm com- Sirianni. I'm confident, yeah. I'm confident. And Steichen and Gannon. I said it. Here we go. Chat section. Uh, but I'm confident <laughs> in all those guys. I am. I really am. I'm not wavering. I think they're going against a really good foe. So I'm taking nothing away from the opponent's coaching. But I think the Eagles coaching is good too. So they maybe they offset each other. Then I think the Eagles have more talent. Yep. Oh, they do. That's and that's what I just said. It, it, it's, it's talent, but it's also a chess game because bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The coaches are the ones that put the chess pieces in place. They sure. put them in motion. You know, on both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. Um 
And I, and I just presented a very generic question. You know, when it comes to strategizing, strategizing and moving the chess pieces, um, I think it's, it's, it's a topic of discussion that will be discussed all week long. I agree. You have Sirianni Steichen again in versus Dave Kafka and Martindale. And I think that's a legitimate discussion. Well, you know? I think you, you, here's something that's really interesting, guys. If you look at Dable's uh, journey to get here, right? So he's the Bills offensive coordinator from 18 through 21. Before that, he spends a year with Saban. Before that, he's with Belichick, right? You know, before that, he's in Kansas City. By the way, he and um, Sirianni were on a staff together with, right. I think, Romeo Cornell for a year. In, for one year, yeah. In, in, in 12. You know, he, he's the he's in Miami. He's in Cleveland. He's with the Jets. He's with New England, uh, you know, again with uh, with Belichick from 2001 through 2000, 2001. He was a defensive assistant. Then he was a wide receivers coach. Oh, two to six. Like he's taken a lot from a lot of different dudes who, who have had a lot of success in this league, like really quality guys. So. You know, it hasn't been an overnight thing for him either. He what this wasn't McVeigh sort of Wonder Boy stuff. He's not old; he's forty-seven. But you know, it, it's it's been an interesting journey for him, um, you know, to say the least. So, all right, a lot to dive into. When we come back, so we'll get into some of the other playoff uh, games that are going on. We'll keep talking Eagles as well, but we'll, we'll do the AFC guys. We'll get a little bit more into Ravens, Bengals, Jags, Chargers, uh, and of course the Bills and the Dolphins. We'll hit all those when we come back. Derek, Barrett, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Monday. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So, do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or on your property? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve as southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. By the way, Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, storm and hurricane season, right in the middle of it, right? Now's a great time to get your trees evaluated before the really nasty winter weather, weather hits. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com.
My name is uh, Fran Solano, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Just hanging out with you on this uh, MLK day. Coming off of uh, a wild, wild, wild card weekend. We got the divisional rounds coming up starting on Saturday. Let me give everybody the schedule before we, uh, the, the, the upcoming schedule. Of course, we know there's a game tonight, uh, which is a biggie, you know, for sure. Cowboys are, the line's up to three guys, are uh, three point favorites at Tampa. Uh, mm. Important note here in this one uh, Ryan Jensen is playing. He's activated. Yep. So Brady gets a center back. So that that's a that's something to keep your eye on in this game because that's where, of course, a lot of the pressure has been coming from this year. That's it's, huge. Yeah, huge. it's an area, Barrett, you know, any quarterback, but especially one that isn't super mobile in terms of getting out of the pocket. Brady's mobile in pocket. But that's where he has problems, man. Stuff right in his grill. That takes a lot of that pressure off of him in terms of standing in an extra second if he has to up the middle more so than anything else. And, you know, we know he's the fastest still in the game in terms of getting rid of the football. But when you got a Pro Bowl center like Ryan Jensen in front of you, and that's going to help him even more so, especially against the poorest Dallas pass secondary. Yeah, no Um, question. I think that evens the game up a little bit. It's amazing how a center or a right tackle in Lane Johnson's case can make so much difference when we talk about the glorified positions like the quarterback, wide receiver, running back, those being the game change positions. But for teams like that, it's a center and a right tackle. I just still can't get over the fact of the Eagles record when Lane Johnson is absent compared to when he plays. 
I've never heard anything like that. It is crazy. So Lane, so the plan with Lane is he wanted to get out there and do some things on Friday, which he did. And he said, he at least when he came off the practice field, he wasn't feeling that sore. So he got, everybody had the weekend off. He's going to practice this week. He's going to, he's going to ramp up like this is a real, you know, like no holds bars. He's going to go. Uh, Thursday is the most active practice that they have. Uh, he said he'll have a real good idea of where he's at because he's, he's also trying to do this without, you know, taking chemical help. You, you know what I'm saying? So he's trying not to, to get through it as far as that goes. I'm not saying he won't get a little help on Sunday, on Saturday night, but he's going to see where he is after that. But that's the plan. And you're right. The record is way different. Just look at what – this is going to be such a tough road to hoe for Cincinnati. If, he, if you're down three starting offensive linemen, you know, I know Burrow's phenomenal, but that's a hard thing to do, man. I don't care who it is. So um, Brady getting him back tonight is big. Um, that is for sure. So that's the game tonight. So the way that it sets up going forward here for the divisional round, 4.30 Saturday, this is the game before the Eagles. It's the Jaguars and the Chiefs. It's Doug Peterson against Andy Reid. That game's in Kansas City. Then 8.15, it's the Giants and the Eagles. Then the Sunday game, the early game, Bengals and the Bills, that game's in Buffalo. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's 3 o'clock. And then 6.30 is to be determined, either one of these teams tonight versus the 49ers. So that's what the schedule looks mm. like. You got two and two, two each day. So mm. great time of year, man. Great time of year. Um, but the fact that we have one to look forward to tonight is so awesome, too. Yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be watching. I'll be watching from Doolin's. Um, Russ, I'm about, I'm about to send you the flyer. Where wow. yeah, where is it, Barrett? I need with the, uh, the address. Yeah, I'm gonna send a flyer to you. Let me All right, send on. it to me, man. All right, so uh, yeah, looking forward to that tonight. Uh, but that's gonna be a lot of fun. And then, so that's what we have uh, this weekend. So let let's um, let's look back at a couple things here, guys. Um, the game we didn't really get into much, really a ton was the 49ers and the Seahawks. We got into it a little bit, but you know, we keep. I, I guess we what we really have to do is just stop with the. Brock Purdy's going to fall off a cliff thing. I, I just don't think he's going to. I'm not saying he's not going to. He's not going to play as perfect as he's playing now, where he's not turning the ball over. But I don't. He's got that. He's very calm and collected and cool. Like I don't know if the moment's too big for him. It doesn't matter with the moment. It doesn't matter how he's playing. You just got to make sure you play better than he's playing. And to me, I, to me that 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 notion of already right, eventually he's going to play like a rookie. I, I, I don't care how he plays. I mean, it depends on what you do, what you play, right. how you go about your business. You know, he could, you know, it doesn't matter what you think this rookie is doing. Now you could throw some different looks at him, see if you can confuse him that way, but it's not that they're doing anything complicated. They're doing simple football. Yes. You yes. know what I'm saying? The simplicity yeah. of what they're doing it, they're just executed at a high level. That's all. Yeah. You can do it when you have that type of speed too. Yeah. Right. Right. That's they've got speed everywhere on that field. And the, the, the play that stood out to me the most in that 49ers game was was the play when they were in the red zone. He was under pressure. He rolled to his left, completely turned back towards the right, and found Elijah Moore wide open for a touchdown. Yep. He, and he's been doing it all this time. He, you know, he sees he sees a, a pressure coming up from the middle. He doesn't duck like a lot of quarterbacks would duck. He stands in there and makes the throw. He's quick enough to abide time when he feels a pressure. He's done a very good job of knowing where the pressure is coming from at all times. Mm -hmm. You know, and for and I still can't get over the fact that this dude has barely played a half a season of football. It's crazy. 
And he's played like he's been in the league a couple of years. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just – Kyle Shannon, I don't know what they identified in him because initially you had to make the adjustment on the fly in a game. It's not like he had an entire week to prepare for a game. And he was playing a big game against a Miami team that was pretty good at that time. You made the adjustment on the fly on how this kid, how you were going to run this offense with this kid. They let him throw deep. He was accurate on the intermediate passes. He utilized his legs. And that's what he's been doing the entire time. Now, obviously, they're expanding the playbook as they go along. But I just can't get over the fact that this dude was the last player taken in a draft. In a lot of cases, he may not have made most teams' rosters. Yeah, I mean, things broke right. Yeah. yeah. yeah hit this kid. Yeah. Well, what, what makes what makes the whole system good is 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 how Shanahan approaches it. Shanahan, yes. Shanahan, he I mean, that's, he runs an offense that isn't conducive to the talent that he has on the outside. I mean, he you know he he runs unconventional run plays that are regular run plays. They just have people um, running them in, in different positions, like a receiver playing running back position or line up at the running back position. You have a, you have a, a tight end that'll play fullback that'll line up at wide receiver. You have, you know, an outside guy that'll run revert. He just runs simplistic stuff, but he has different people that are at good enough athletes to run them at different places. Like how many times you look at the game and all of a sudden you see, um, you know, Christian go and, and, and line up out there at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he's out, he's a running back. He's out a wide receiver, but they know that he can run routes like a running back. Right. So, do you send a safety out there, or do you send a linebacker out there? Mm-hmm. They create matchups by just putting people. To, All right, you're going to put uh, Kittle out there at the at slot position. You put this Kittle slot. You put a linebacker on him. He's going to outrun a linebacker. Put a safety out on physical. He's going to out muscle a, a safety. Yeah. So you know he creates those matchups just by how he has the versatility and all the athletes that he has on, you know, on that side of the ball. And and, and you got a healthy Debo now. And, and, and by the Jeez. way, what, what was that knucklehead doing trying to twist his ankle? Yeah, like, come on, man. Come Seriously. On, dude. Like, and all that did was just set them off. Like they, right. they, were, they were out of their mind after that, you know, crazy. We saw that earlier this season. I can't remember which game. AJ Brown. Took, the AJ, AJ Brown. That's AJ what it Brown. was. Yeah. It was against it took uh, the extra it was, twist. It was against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, a kid that was on a he was on a roster. He was a safety on the roster. Yeah, of the Eagles. Yeah, I forget his name, but yeah. you know, that means come on, man, just play football, man. Don't 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 be dirty, man. You just but play he, the game. But he, obviously, you know, Debo's back. Kittle's healthy. The McCaffrey addition. Uh, you know, there there there's a lot of uh, Ayuk. Nothing. Ayuk has resurrected himself after being left on the bench. Yes. All of a sudden, he's back. They're fat. They're fast across the they, board. They are fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you're you know, right, Barry. Barry, they're multiple, is what they are. Right, they yeah, just right. do a lot of different things. Exactly. And I don't think Elijah Elijah Moore gets enough respect for what he he does for that offense, in terms of running between the tackles, catching the ball out of the backfield, stepping up, taking a block. You know, I I, I think, you know, obviously, if you mention the top ten running backs in the game today, he's not going to be mentioned among them. But he's a complete back as you'll see in the NFL right now. Who'd you say? Elijah Moore, the running back for San Francisco. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? Mitchell, Elijah, Mitchell. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell. Elijah yep. Mitchell. Yeah. Yep. He's as complete a back as there is in the National Football League for what he's asked to do. Bro, is 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 when you have that much versatility, you can put guys everywhere, and people yeah. think that it's complicated. 
they're the same plays just run by different people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and then mm-hmm. that's what makes it look like it's 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 complicated, but it's really not. It's yeah. really not at all. So so they win, and when we haven't even talked about their defense, which is just you know unbelievable. So they they take care of business again. It this was a game, you know, into the third, and then they pulled away, and it was really the least competitive game of the weekend, right? I mean. Well, for the for the second half, the second half, the second yeah. half, yeah. yeah so we had part. what? We had we had four and a half games of very competitive football. No question. Four and a half games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. they handle their business. Five and a half games, rather. Five and a half games. A Cu- couple other odds and ends here, um, just to sort of jump around, and we'll we'll get into the AFC in a minute here. But um, the the J.K. Dobbins comments after the game were strange to me. Like he, so he comes out. He's unhappy with his role. He's, he doesn't think he's getting the ball well enough, uh, the ball enough. Now he was running really well when he got the ball last night. He, he's good. He's healthy. Yes, he, yep. Yep, and he cleaned up and all that. So I, I don't necessarily disagree with him wanting the ball. Of course. And, he, and he's a competitor and he's a gamer and all that. But dude, you don't, after the game, he says, if I would have gotten the ball on that last drive, the one where Huntley fumbled, we would have scored. Then he says, if Lamar was the quarterback, we would have won. Like, dude, come on, man. I get you're frustrated in the moment, but, a, that's a, whether you're tr- intended or not, it's a shot at Tyler Huntley, which is not cool. The guy's a backup quarterback. And and B, it just it's a bad look for the entire team. Like, and maybe this is his way of saying, trade me. If that's what he's trying to do, or maybe he's playing a long game. I don't know. But it's it's a bad look. I guarantee you, as soon as John Harbaugh found out about that comments, he had a one-on-one conversation with Dobbins. John Harbaugh does not put up with that kind of stuff. No, know? not at all. Not at he's, all. he's not to the level of his brother, as animated as his, or verbose as his brother. Very guarded in what he says publicly, but I guarantee you, they, from what I know about John Harbaugh, they had a nice, quiet, closed-door discussion after that comment. Um, that's a learning tool for a young player. Did he set out of frustration? Probably, because nobody thought Baltimore would have a chance to win that game, and they did. That one play turned the game around. Oh, yeah. Um, they had a chance to, to shock the world with a backup quarterback. Their defense played well for them. They did. You know, um, and unfortunately, it didn't pan out. But that that's a mistake you don't make. You don't turn on your teammate like that. You can't – you don't do that, no matter what you feel. You know, we, and I'm sure there are other teammates in that locker room that felt exactly the same way, but they were smart enough not to say it publicly, and you weren't. Yeah. And I don't know if it's his way of even trying to throw support at Lamar. Like, I don't know what, but it, it's it's not the way it comes off. It comes off the wrong way. It, it, whatever the intent was, um, you know, it, it, it's not not a good thing, um, to say the least. All right, uh, this is another one that, that could be critical here going forward. So uh, the Bengals left tackle, who's a stud, Jonah Williams, mm-hmm. believed to have suffered a dislocated kneecap during the game against the Ravens, had an MRI to determine the damage. We don't know what it is at night. They, they they can't man they're they're already down Kappa, um, who else is hurt? They're down three guys now. They are down Kappa. They Liel, uh, Leal Collins. Collins. Yep. And now him. That's Ooh. a lot, man. It is a lot. That's a lot if, to if, ask. If, if it was another team other than Cincinnati, I'd say they'd be in dire straits. But I can't emphasize enough how Joe Burrow got beat up in 2021. His offensive line was one of the worst old lines in the game. They found a way to get to the Super Bowl. And even though they're going to be down three starting off, possibly three starting offensive linemen moving forward, if, if Cincinnati loses this next game, it's, they lost because they got beat. I think Zach Taylor and the organization has done a great job 
of adjusting when they've had to. I mean, that dude was sacked over 40 times in 2012. I mean, he got his brains beat, even got his brains beat out in the playoffs, yeah. you know, and they still found a way to emerge in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So they'll find a way to get it done, which is as crazy as it sounds. But I think with the weapons they have and that quarterback that they have, I don't I don't think it will hurt them as much as we believe it does. It might hurt well, the here, running game. Right. Yeah, I don't think it'll hurt them overall. I'll tell you what's interesting. Buffalo really played down to the level of their competition. I think Buffalo got very fortunate. Like that Miami team's not very good in my estimation. And they won. I, I wonder, I don't know what this looks like for Buffalo next week. Are they just, have they been riding too much of that emotional wave, to, you know, with Hamlin and everything else that it, that it maybe catches up to them a little bit in, in this game this week? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I wonder, I do. Yeah. You know, it feels to me like this is setting up for it to be Kansas city's conference. Yes. It yes. feels that way. Yes, it, it does. But I don't see, I don't see, um, I don't see a game in which if they go head to head, do you really think that Buffalo could beat them twice in a row? Oof. See, that's the problem right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. And, and Buffalo's handled Kansas City too. Right. So you mm-hmm. say, are you saying Kansas City and, and the Bengals? Yep. Uh, yeah. Like, who, yeah. Who, who would you go with? I don't love Kansas City's defense. I like some parts of it, Chris Jones, et cetera. I, I, but I don't love their defense overall. I just love Chris Jones. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Take that back. Ooh. I wish I had that linebacker from, from Mizzou. What's his name? Bolt? Bolt? Oh, yeah. He's good. Nick mm. Bolt? Yeah, he's good. I'll tell you who's really come on for them, too. Carl Loftus, the kid out of Purdue. Yeah, I didn't want you him. You see his sack numbers in the last five games? Yeah. No. He's he getting like one or two yeah. every game now. Wow. He's yeah. really come on. I, I thought really, he was I, just – I didn't think he was going to be that good. I didn't either. Bro. To be honest, I didn't either. Get off to a slow start. And I um, I didn't realize it till, he had a sack in one of their last games. I'm like, let me see what he what he's been doing lately. And he's he's come on. You're talking about Nick Bolton. Yeah, Barrett, he's a tackle machine. He's got a, 180 tackles. Nine for losses. What? Yeah, he, he uh, he's got a buck 80 tackles, two sacks. Nine tackles for losses, three passes defense, two interceptions, and a forced fumble. <laughs> the, the dude is a beast. I wanted him so bad, man. Yeah. Now he so can play. bad. He can play. Spagnuolo's uh, defense has hit its stride. Yeah, it's starting to, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. so Karloftis, uh, if you go back to November 27th, he's got a sack against the Rams, a sack against the Bengals, a sack against the, the, the Denver. He didn't get one in one game. Sack, sack, half a sack. So he's he's really come on for them uh, in terms of the pass rush. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that how that shakes out. There. The AFC is going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch. So Miami is saying Tua back in 2023. You guys mm-hmm. buying that? I am. Say it again. Tua will be back in 2023, according to the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. I am. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all he knows. That's all he wants to do is play football. Plus, he's so young. If this was a 37, 38-year-old quarterback, maybe the mindset would be different. But for a young guy, what is it, 23, 24, 25, whatever the case is, I think, as Barrett just said, this is his life. This is what he's dreamed of doing. You know, all these guys who are playing in the National Football League, um, it's what they've dreamed for. 
you are one of under 1700 in a small fraternity to live this dream and to financially set your family up for life. <clears throat> now, could there be long-term effects? Could he end up like a, um, a Jim Mike McMahon, Wester. like a Jim McMahon, you know, where you can't go outside without sunglasses on, you know, if memory lapses to the point, families had to put GPS in his car, wherever he goes, because Jim McMahon has said sometimes he can't remember where he's driven, you know, where he is and that somebody has to come get him. That's the price you pay. That's the risk you take. That's what, the, that's the risk they all take for fame and glory. You know, yeah, we can, we can say a lot of negative things about the NFL and rightfully so how they treat the players, how they don't take care of the players, guaranteed money, uh, long-term health effects. But the bottom line is there's one thing that's very clear. You know what you're getting into when you sign up for it. There is no gray area in terms of what you're getting into. You take that risk. You have decided in your life that this risk is worth taking. Right. We, we applaud it because we watch it. We live it week in and week out. We want to watch our heroes um, and, to have, and, and to brag about our heroes. And he wants to be that gladiator. And who's going to take that away from him at this stage of his life? Nobody. Nobody's going to. I mean, so am I surprised he's coming? No, absolutely not. Have an old off season to work with all these medical doctors and go through all these tests and and all these CTE tests and scans and stuff, if he's deemed medically clear, I'd be shocked if he says I'm not coming back, to be honest. Yeah. Right. No, right. Listen, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, you. You sent this note over, Gunner. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Troy Vincent, uh, the they, they time of games for the NFL this year, the average time has dropped uh, in 2022 to three hours, one minute, 40 seconds. It's the lowest in 30 years. Yes. It's the lowest since '93. Yeah. Now, does it feel that way to you guys? No, it doesn't no. to me either. Um, it kind of does to me. Yeah, they feel quicker. They it feels feel the same. It doesn't what, feel like it's. It just feels. What same. Eagles games it does because they ran the heck so out much of faster. <laughs> yeah, they ran the ball, so it just goes so much faster than used to. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm used to getting out of games around four o'clock. A one o'clock game getting out of you know five minutes before one. I mean uh three. I mean uh you know four. That's to me, I mean four, yeah. To me, that's like that's perfect, you know what I'm saying? Because then a two-hour post game show, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean <laughs> I'm out the door about six o'clock listening to you on the way home. That's <laughs> yeah, <I hear> you. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to that, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm so. on until midnight, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, am I out loud, boys? <laughs> No, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm now I'm going to be more cognizant of it. I don't, I don't like it hasn't, I just got to, I guess, dial it. It has not felt that way to me at all. They man. usually, but they usually, man, I can remember games going three hours and 45 minutes. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, and maybe it is the, in some degree that maybe some teams are committed to the run a little bit more. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a good question. It, it is a good question. For when, sure. when you factor in every game has several in injuries that stop play. Medical staffs have to come out, look at the players. Let's go to an unexpected commercial break. I thought the games were on average still going three and a half hours, to be honest with you. Yeah. And when I saw that staff from Troy, I'm like, what? Hmm. There's no way. Yeah. Man, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. All right, well, so. how about this one, guys? So C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State, is coming out. He is uh, declared for the draft for 2023. Um if you look at the pecking order uh, of, of the way the draft shakes out, 
My best guess, I, I think Bryce Young probably goes first, and there, there's a little bit of risk, you know, involved there um, with him because of his size, right? But I think we've seen that the league has kind of figured that out a little bit, and yeah. you, know, you can handle that now, right? It's, yeah, it's no longer a six foot five, two hundred twenty pound quarterback. No, right. back there. No. Great point, Barrett. Great point. So my guess is. Chicago, despite what some people are, are have been floating out there, I, I think they absolutely stay with Justin Fields. I don't think they draft a quarterback. No. Tell me if you guys disagree. No. Okay. Right. No. no. I think Houston might grab Bryce Young at two. Okay. Yep. So there, there's one off the board. <clears throat> Cardinals are stuck with Kyler Murray. Yep. So they're going to dress something else. I think Stroud goes to the Colts at four. I don't disagree, but. A lot, and, and, and once I saw this story earlier this morning, I started looking at all these draft boards. Football Focus has Stroud rated as the fifth best athlete overall. NFLDraftBoards.com has him ranked as the eighth best prospect overall. NFL um, Big Draft Board has him ranked fourth. WalterFootball.com has him going number two to Houston. But there's another quarterback in the equation, Will Levis of Kentucky. There are a number of these draft experts that have him ranked ahead of, of, of Stroud and of Bryce Young. So that's this is where the gamesmanship comes in. And you see, and do we do we consider Stroud one of the best athletes coming out? Yes. But I go back to one draft in particular. Who in their right mind thought Alex Smith was better than Aaron Rodgers? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you right. don't know. And then you look at the way the quarterbacks have fallen over the last five, six years. Um you look at the quarterback Arizona gave up on after one year. Josh he was Rosen. ranked high. Josh yeah, Rosen. Uh, you look at the people who, who had Sam Darnold ranked where he was ranked. Um, it's it's a crapshoot like every other position. Is C.J. Stroud a phenomenal athlete? Yes. But what are teams looking for in their next future star? And will they pick the right one? You know, I mean, there's been a whole lot of first-round quarterback busts across the National Football League in a lot of ways. There's no question C.J. Stroud is talented. But when I start looking at this Will Levis as well as Bryce Young, you know, Bryce Young, you think about a Bryce Young. Bryce Young is not the biggest quarterback body-wise out there. But, man, he's a competitor, you know. How much does that weigh into the equation of what they're looking for? Yeah. Body structure, speed, flexibility, uh, ability to buy time, all that stuff. You know, I, I don't disagree with you, Rob, that he could be the coach choice. He could slip down to Vegas. Vegas needs a quarterback. You know, at oh, number seven. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and Seattle's got a big decision to make. Uh, Seattle's you know, got a big decision to make, right? You know, they've apparently they've started talks with Gino uh, on maybe yep. you know bringing him back, but that's that's a conversation that needs to be had too. Yeah. Um, it, Carolina at number nine needs a quarterback. Uh, right. Exactly right. See, so, exactly right. It's, so well, it's going to well, be interesting. How about the, you know what about the Raiders? Yep, that's what I said. Raiders at seven. Have yeah, to look exactly. At quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Atlanta's going to roll with Ritter. I think, um, but yeah. I, I agree. Tennessee, got to give him a chance. Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee needs oh. a quarterback. Yo, I don't. I mean, they they didn't give the, the young guy what's that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Will, yeah. Willis is still there. Willis, yeah, they, Willis, they, yeah. Although Tennessee has already come out and said we want Tannehill back. Tannehill said he wants to be back. Okay, I'll give you another one. What are the Jets still? Well, that's big. Yeah, that's huge. That's but huge where they, because where they he's pick? three years out, right? He's two years yeah. out. Dude, he's yeah. going into his third year. He's going into his third year. Yeah, and then, and then he's going to be back in some capacity. They do yeah. like White. Yeah. 
They do like Mike White. For yeah, yeah. with the quarterback, I mean this this is, and one of those three quarter, one of those four quarterbacks is going to be there. Yeah, one yep. of them. Yeah, yep. 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 Mm. Yeah, it's a tough call, right? I mean, there are some teams that they, it's a tough call. I, I I think the biggest mistake teams make is every year they reach. They well, reach. I mean, even with the Eagles at 10. What are you thinking? We don't have uh, a backup. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if Bradbury walks corner. Yeah, corner, edge rusher, linebacker. Yeah. Linebacker. <laughs> Safety. Safety. <laughs> I, I, I think it's definitely defensive side. Yeah. Uh, of the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, more than wanna... anything else, I'm – I'm looking at those other teams that may want to get it to jump up and say, what are you willing to give me here? If you want to get up and try and get one. Ah, da, da. Ah, da, da. That could, but that, that could potentially get you two more first rounders. Ah, da, da. Well, considering the Eagles only have like what, four or five picks in the entire draft this year, you know, how he loves his draft capital, you know, I think they have first, second, third. And after that, they don't have a pick until the seventh round. Right. So how he loves this middle, middle round draft capital as well. You know, so mm-hmm. I, who knows, who knows, you know what they're thinking, but, I think these three quarterbacks are the top three in the draft. Where I can't, I can't wait to see where they fall, how they fall, and why. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's definitely gonna be fun. All right, let's uh, let's step aside, and when we come back, we'll dig a little bit deeper into the NFC side of things here, and get into some of those games as well. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion. Also, a little later, Sixers and Flyers both hot, both hot. Uh, that's for sure. We'll get into birthdays. We'll get into movies. All those things when we return. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Razor Technology and cybersecurity because protecting data is a security imperative for businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise in the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with zero trust approach that makes certain only authorized users gain access to your systems. Razor Technology delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan across identity, devices, information, apps, and infrastructure with threat-prioritized recommendations. They design, deploy, manage, and monitor security solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace, whether they're working in person or remotely, on internal infrastructure or in the cloud and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organization-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management, and secure hybrid and remote workforces. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Uh, we'll have David Murphy tomorrow, guys, uh, from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, wrote an interesting piece kind of previewing the Eagles and the Giants uh, today. So David will join us at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Looking forward to uh, to speaking with him. Um, who wins tonight? We didn't really get into who wins the game itself between the Cowboys and the Bucks. Game is in Tampa tonight. Who wins the game? Oh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at like – I really want Dallas to play the 49ers. Okay. You that really want be... Dallas to play the 49ers. So you think the Cowboys you want or you think they'll win? I I think they'll win. Okay. That just sounds so dirty. <laughs> it did. Bro. I know it hurts. I know it hurts a little bit. I uh, just oh. to say I like the Cowboys tonight tonight too. I I don't I I would prefer that the the Bucks win. Um, but I think the Cowboys do win tonight. What do you think, Derek? Which Dak is showing up? Yeah. We know which Tom start, Brady right? is showing up. Yeah. yeah. We, we know Tom Brady is showing up, but which Dak is showing up in this game tonight? You know, that's, that's huge in terms for the success or failure of Dallas in this game tonight. I still can't get over the fact this dude threw 15 picks in 12 games and seven consecutive games. Um. 
And when will he decide to throw that next pick? Early in the game, crucial point in the game. There's no question if Dak is on, they have the talent to beat Tampa Bay in this game. But because of what he has done all season long, and granted, taking into consideration there have been a number of those picks that were not his fault, ricocheting off players' hands and stuff like that, it still goes in the book as a pick, unfortunately. Um, and Dallas lost the game. They shouldn't have lost to Jacksonville. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Dak. But if push comes to shove, you're asking me who wins this game tonight. I said based on just talent, I'd have to lean towards the c- 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 Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, right. It, it's And he's thrown 15 interceptions in 12 games this year. A lot of pick sixes. Um, if If he – if he doesn't have an interception on it on the slate, they win. Um, but you just know, doesn't it just feel like this game is going to come down to a late Tampa drive? You know, and then you're like, here we go again. It just it just has the same kind of feel to it, like it always does with Brady. But I'll tell you what, though, I think Tampa's defense matches up better mm-hmm. with going against the 49ers offense. You mean Tampa Bay's offense? I mean, Tampa Bay's all no, no. Yeah, I want. I'm talking. You talk about if they advance the 49ers oh, okay, offense. Oh, okay. The 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 in uh, Tampa's defense. I okay. think Tampa's even the the linebacker play that they have is is can keep up with everybody they have going on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know if they can get a pass rush though, but player for player, they can line up with them and play with that offense. Now, you got Tom Brady against that defense. I mean, that's an intriguing matchup. Intriguing matchup to me. Mm. When I look at Dallas, I just know mm. Dallas can score. They'll be able to score against that defense. You know what mm. I mean? I know that for a fact. Now, what I mean, would that defense be able to stop? Would their defense be able to stop um, the 49er offense? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I just he's staying with this one tonight. I, I'll tell you the thing: if I'm the Cowboys, what I'm looking to do, I'm looking to establish Pollard a heck of a lot more than they than they have in some of these games lately. Yes, yes. You know, and maybe he's maybe he's hurt. They're hiding something. I don't know. But if he's healthy, man, uh, like that's the key to me for them is just get running, him going. Run opens everything up. Yeah, everything running. else up. Yeah. You run him off the edges, man. He is so lightning quick off the edges. Run him, run him, run him until Tampa Bay takes it away from him. You know, say what you want to say about C.D. Lamb, but C.D. Lamb has really come on the latter part of the season. You know, they were calling him Mr. Drops for a while, and rightfully so. But C.D. Lamb is up, taking his game to another level in the second half of the season. That dude's dangerous, you know. And I do like Dallas, you know, third receiver. I, I talk about him all the time. I just love this kid Noah Brown that they have as, as a receiver. Yep. More so than Michael Gallup, you know. And their, their, their tight end, Dalton Schultz, doesn't get a lot of notoriety. He's a solid tight end. He is good. Yeah, yeah, he, he is good. a solid tight end. So the thing is, Tampa Bay can't run the football to save their lives. Do they find a running game against the poorest Dallas run defense? You know. That's I don't know where Leonard Fournette went, man. I don't need I mean, what happened to him. He he reported out of shape, and I I don't know, man. I just yeah, you just feel, you feel like he never got on track. Never you know? got on track, and once you fall out of Brady's graces, it's hard to get back into his graces, bro. Yeah, 
So where he goes, the offense mm-hmm. goes. And if he's like, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't want, I don't want him running the rock anymore. He's not gonna run the rock anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. It almost feels like Brady was felt as though he's slighted by him. So since he feels that way, he's not giving him any opportunities to go, to help him any anytime soon. Yeah, that's cutting off your nose to spite your face, man. Right. You have no running game. <laughs> you know, making your life really hard. Yep. Uh, if you're Tom Brady, that's for sure. If there's one team that can overcome no running game, it's that dude Brady. It's I that guess. dude Brady, man. He'll throw 45, 47 passes like it's nothing. Yeah. You know, he threw, again, we talked about it last week. The man at 45 threw 733 passing attempts. 45 years old and yeah. finished number three in the league in passing. Still. Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so, I expect him. To, I expect him to try to throw the quick slants. He's going to take his shots deep all night long on this Dallas secondary. Yeah. Can Dallas defense get to Brady and get him on the ground? I don't know. As fast as that defense is, I don't know if they can get to him. To be honest. Well, and they have Evans now healthy. Uh, Godwin's healthy. Yep. You know the the younger tight ends have been okay. They've kind of stepped up a little bit for him, um, and he gets the ball out quicker than any quarterback in football. So is if. It's going to be tough for Dallas to get hits on him because you get Jensen back and you're getting the ball out quick. But yeah. that they're going to have to figure it out, you know, because he's like Eli now. If you even breathe on him, he's going down. So if you <laughs> right. get, if you get close to him, he got a sack. You know, that's what it comes right. down to, right? If you're Dallas, but yeah, th- th- you're right. I can't I mean, wait to see this one. It's, to it's see all it. about Dak. It's all about Dak in this game. I think he throws one early. What's the confidence level going to be? Not only for him, but his teammates. But mm-hmm. for Kellen Moore to throw more borderline dangerous passes or, or, or passes that could be in, in high traffic areas, maybe that changes everything. And, and don't forget, Todd Bowles is still one of the better defensive minds in the game. You sure. know? So what's he got cooking for this Dallas offense tonight? Uh, the record doesn't indicate it. The defense kept him in a lot of games when the offense was sputtering. Um, and the defense was beat up at one point again. I think the defense was defense was down like four starters at Who's one that? point. Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, because uh, they they had, um, lost the big guy in the middle. They they had lost a lot of guys. Um, let's see who who's there now. Because I I don't know if they got everyone back. I, I know they're starting to get a lot of people back, but it was um it was a it was a short time there where they didn't have anybody that was playing for them. Like Vita Vey still out. Vita Vey is yeah, still out. That's a big one. But Hakeem Nix has been healthy during this time. I, I I just haven't seen Devin White and Levante David play as great as I saw him play last year, man. Mm. They, last year they were just like unstoppable, man. Yeah. This year, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, the big guys are letting them get, you know, get their hands on them or whatever. I don't know what's what's going on. Uh, their secondary is is healthy. They're ready. You know what I'm saying? Winfield's yeah. back. Yeah. You know, Logan healthy. Ryan. Yeah. Logan Ryan, the Eastern kid. Kid went to Eastern here over in Philly. I mean, mm-hmm. over in uh, New Jersey with my son. He went to school with my son. Logan Ryan plays safety for him. Uh, other than that, you know, I mean, they look they look like they're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Tampa Bay had the number eighth ranked defense in the league this year. I mean, that, and people that good, got yeah. overlooked. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they give yeah. up just a little over 100 yards a game and only 20 points a game. That's why they're in the playoffs is their defense more so than their offense in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, they right. only give up they only give up 324 yards a game. 
And a lot of times Dallas will play down to a competition. You know, they, mm. Dallas is not an offense that just, you know, like a Kansas City offense, a Buffalo offense, a Cincinnati offense, that they're going to get their points. You never know with this Dallas offense what they're going to do week to week. Yeah. You know, and Todd Bowles has the right mindset to know how to handcuff that def- that, that, that Dallas offense. You know, and, and I that's why I said I, I picked the c- c- Cowboys to win the game. <laughs> but I'm not 100% guaranteed when I make that prediction. Well, I mean, but, look, th- this could be Brady's last game in Tampa. Yep. Could be. They lose. This could is the also. healthiest. This I, I will say this. This is the healthiest that um, this Dallas team has been, though. They've got everybody on board. Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, C.D. Lamb, all healthy. T.Y. Hilton, healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, the young kid, you know, Gavante Turpin, he's healthy. Turpin, yeah. Yeah. Um, on the on the right tackle, Tyron Smith is playing well at right tackle. I thought he can left tackles. He's playing well at right tackle. He's kind of solidified that that number one position there. Uh, Zach Martin's healthy. Uh, Connor McGovern's, you know, they're healthy across the board. So what that tells me is they're going to be ready to play, man. They're going to be ready to play. All the all their defensive linemen are, are up and ready to play. Also, yeah, all of them are there. I, I think Dallas wins. I, I do. Yeah, we're gonna be sitting here tomorrow saying, "How do we doubt Brady?" <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think Dallas wins. Uh, and don't and get that I mean, man a ball the, with two minutes left in the game, though. What's the spread on that game? Yeah, three, three and a half, three. Dallas, yeah. three and a half. No, uh, yeah, Dallas is three. It's three. It's it's even. Yeah, it's three. Even. Dallas is minus three. Yep. Mm. Yep. Tampa was eight and nine on the year, five and four at home. Dallas was not good on the road. This game's in Tampa. Dallas was four and four on the road. So, uh, you know, look, it's going to be it, it's going to be the old man a- against the team that has forever let everybody down. You know, for for <laughs> for the better part of twenty five years, has come up small despite all their talk and all the other nonsense that goes along with it. Um, so it's going to be going to be fascinating game tonight. Yeah. So the winner of that game will advance to take on San Francisco, and then the winner of that. Take on the winner, the Eagles and the Giants. Back into this minute. Do we think Brandon Staley gets bounced? Yes. He should. But here it is. Here it is Monday. Maybe it's because of the holiday. They haven't bounced him yet. But um, before I make that final determination, I'm putting a call in to Sean. Do you have any interest in the Chargers? We have a new stadium. We got the quarterback of the future, great running back in Austin Eckler. You see, we got receivers. We got we got Khalil Mack, Derwin James, you know, Bosa. Are you interested in coming out here? Oh, you are? Uh, hello, Brandon. Can you come to my office in the next half? Hey, look, man, I know you're on the beach. I know you're on the beach. And bring your playbook, please. And bring your playbook. (laughs) Meet the Turk at the front door. Pulls up his parking spot, doesn't have his name on there anymore. It just says says vacant. He goes put his code in. Yeah. Hey, guys, I can't get – oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Somebody will let you in. Uh, All right, so this was – this is. I think he's safe. Let me be clear. I think Mike McDaniel is safe. But this was bizarre, this whole thing. So they end up losing 34-31 to the Bills. There was a fourth and one uh, with the game definitely in balance here, right? Uh, from their own 48-yard line. There's 228 left in the game. Dolphins have a delay of game, okay? The penalty pushes it back to a fourth and six. They're unable to convert. They try to throw a pass to Gusecki. 
McDaniel said afterward, it was communicated to him initially that the Dolphins got the first down on the prior play and he didn't have a fourth down call ready. <laughs> That's not good either. And, and, you know, he's funny and quirky, but man, I, sometimes it's maddening listening to him. That, that's just my opinion. Too. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great defensive play, but yeah. how do you not have a play ready to roll? Yeah, A-Dog's right. It looked like Kaseki might have gotten interfered with. Um, nonetheless, you can't get a delay a game there. No, you, you just can't. can't. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I will wonder if the NFL pushes back on that. You know, if they come out and say, we never told them that, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It, it was, did they measure it? Or was it just ruled short? It was just ruled short. I thought it was ruled short. Yeah, yeah, hmm. it was ruled short. Hmm. That so was I, that I, was it. I was it was it was crazy to me because I'm looking like, what is going on? Like nobody knew what the hell was going on. Yeah, except for the guys on defense. I think they were trying to call a tie. They were call. They were trying to call a tie uh, timeout. <clears throat> yes. You know what I mean? Defense yeah. was trying to call a timeout. The coaches were. How many times did that happen? Where did you know, the Bills stopped them. And they called the timeout before the play happened. Hmm. It happened like twice, didn't it? Yeah. I think it happened yeah. twice. I feel, yeah, I feel like I feel like it did happen a couple times. Yeah, it was twice. They, they the, the you know they like this, and they run the play. They defend the play. One play was a long uh, pass play right. down the field, and uh, <laughs> they defended it. White gets up, he defends it, he jumping all around and everything, and it was a timeout. It was like a fourth and one too. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I do remember that. I, I don't know. It was a weird sequence. Right. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know about you. Do you guys get, even when it's not the Eagles, I get this weird, like, anxiety when I see the play clock running down. And I'm Me like, too. hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> it goes into that red five, four. And I'm like, Bro. what's up? <laughs> Bro, I'm like, I'm, I'm like getting in my stance. Like, come, come yeah, on. yeah, right. You're going, yeah, you're definitely having like, you know, PTSD. Like, what is going on? What are you, what are you doing? Oh you have, God. you have no emotional investment in the game yet. You're right. You watch that play clock and it's like, <laughs> yeah. come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Come on what are you doing? And, right. then I, yeah, and they somehow always, almost always get it off. And I'm like, oh. I'm like breathing a sigh of relief after they do. But for, for no you know apparent what that means we are too consumed by a sport. That's true. Way That's too true. consumed. It's true. You know, thank goodness this is only once a week and not every other night like the other pro sports. Man. Oh God, yeah. Which we'll get. We're going to get into the because the other teams are uh, are actually playing playing quite well. Um, all right. If I'm Buffalo, I'm concerned because they are turning. It, it, well, let me let me put it this way: Josh Allen's turning the ball over a lot, guys. Yeah. yeah. So you go to you go to um, tw- last twelve games. Um. Uh, 12 fumbles, five lost, 12 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now he had 29 touchdowns to go with that, and the team's 10 and two. But that's a lot of turnovers, man. That to, to look to, human. You have to they ask yourself human. to over yeah, to ask your team to overcome all the time. Right. And does that bite them in the rear end as they're trying to advance here? Because he, he and he turns it over in the red zone. He had that stretch where he had five in the in the red zone uh during forget what it was, like a two game, three game period or whatever four or five in the red zone too mm. so he's turned the ball over a lot the, these other stuff shouldn't gloss over what's happening with him i think so i mean 
you're putting your team in a bad predicament. Now it made them look very human yesterday because they had a he had a team that really was trying to get out of there yeah. for the most part. That really didn't want to win, but let them stick around and gave them hope that they could win. Right, and they started playing better because of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming a problem. It's definitely becoming a problem, and it's something that you know. You're an upper echelon quarterback. You know you're probably you know ranked you know top three quarterback in 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 the league, mm-hmm. and you're making mistakes like that. I mean these aren't like these aren't like tip ball. I mean one one yesterday yesterday yeah. one it's a lot of poor decisions. But yeah, it was a lot of you mean throwing it to double coverage or trying to throw it up in the air and you know and and, and somebody else coming up with it. A lot of times you see that, like one of those passes, like he was throwing, looked like he was throwing to the tight end, but it ended up going to the receiver over the top. I'm like, what was that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it worked out because you got that. But, you know, when you have a receiver, the receivers that he has, man, you, you, it should be a lot easier than what he's making it. Yeah, no a lot question. easier. All right, let me give you the the last one, and then we'll get a timeout. We'll talk a little Sixers and Flyers and birthdays and all that. But uh, – uh, from his Instagram uh, account, Lamar Jackson. When you have something good, you don't play with it. When you take chances, you you don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it. Because when you take care of something good, the good takes care of you too. Puts that out the day after his team gets eliminated. He didn't travel with the team. Now, I don't know if that was the team's call or his call. Uh, What do you guys make of it? I don't think he's back. I don't think he's back either. Wait, first I have to ask you, is he pertaining to himself or is he talking about kind of like J.K. Dobbins, how they lost that game? I think he's talking about himself. If that's the case, then um, I think he's trying. He, he, he may be working his way out of Baltimore. I was adamant. I thought there's no way Baltimore lets him go. But I'll go back to what I said last week. If you don't have him and you look at where they're picking in the draft, what are you moving forward with on a team that's already built to, to be a playoff team? You no for not free agency. You, you're not picking high enough to get one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. So, so what do you have to look forward to? You know, what are you telling these veteran players that you brought in that we're starting over? Are you in the mix to trade for one of these quarterbacks? Are you in the mix to draft somebody? Are you in the mix to sign somebody? Are you going to turn it over to Tyler Huntley and just try and put better weapons around him? You know, if you wow. do that, I don't know. It just feels like this is starting to really come apart, and it feels like it's a lot deeper on, than than the surface from what we're seeing with him and the, and the Ravens. Yeah. Going this whole year with, with him without a deal, you know, and there's there's some people that are saying he could have played. I, I have no idea how bad the knee is. I'm not I, I'm not saying this, but there are some people that are saying he could have played in the game, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's well, just, you saw what RG three put out. RG three yeah. put out. That you know, um, he's doing the right thing because if you you know look at what he did in his career and how his career ended up, you know he had a torn ACL and LCL, wasn't it? Yes. And played anyways. And what he get from it? it? Like ruined his career after that. He he didn't play after that. Right. So he's like, well, you know, what could have, what could have been, what should have been, never happened because of that injury had and and that's also barrett based on the michael vick during the fox pregame yesterday Mm -hmm. said basically put it put a brace on and get out there man your teammates need you that's what that was some of that is it was in response yeah and 
the rest of the panel was like, whoa, Mike, like, we don't know, you know, what the deal is, how bad this is. And Michael Vick's like, I'm just telling you, I got a shot to win a Super Bowl, man. I'm strapping up and going. That's that's what Vic said. So that's and tough, that's, I think that's why RG3 responded that way. Like, hey, if I could do it over again, I wouldn't I wouldn't have laid it on the line like that. I would have, you know, got myself right. Uh, you're muted, Derek. Washington put RG3 back on the field too soon. A lot of people question the move going into that game, and it cost him his career. Mm-hmm. You know, so I see where RG3 is coming from. Michael Vick was a running back playing quarterback. You know, Michael yeah. Vick had a different mentality. Michael yeah. Vick played hurt a lot, but Michael Vick got out there and played. So I understand Michael's perspective also, you know. Um, that's a tough call. When it came out that the knee was unstable, who put that out there? Was it Lamar who put it out there or was it the team? Lamar did. Lamar made yeah. it a point because of all the speculation to say, I have this, I have that, my knee's not stable, you know, et cetera. So the team never said anything to back him up. Well, so after after his statement, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see anything from the I Ravens. I don't saying. recall them putting anything else out. No. So basically, that's Lamar going against the grain as well. Hey, look, if you people are not going to protect me, I'm going to protect myself. You know. Yep. Or, or was it gamesmanship? You know what? Uh, you guys didn't want to pay me, so I don't know. About it. But if that if that's the case, that's not a true leader. Then, if he did that, you know, if he could have played but yet put it out there, that's not being a true leader as well. Yeah, but see, we don't know a lot of what goes on behind the closed curtain. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Ravens I, – I, and I didn't see if Harbaugh addressed this, uh, but didn't say to him, hey, it, it's more of a distraction that's worth just sit it out, don't come. Or right. he chose not to go. If, he, if that was his choice, that's a bad look for me. That's a, definitely a bad look for you, right. especially yeah. as a contract right. year. Your team's yeah. in the playoffs. You got Support an you opportunity got to go forward. That's yeah. tough, man. But, I mean, from a, from a, from a standpoint of – just like what what RG three said, I mean it's 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 a double edged sword. Yes, you want to go out there with your brothers, but once you go out there and you and you hurt yourself, you know you don't get any. Once you're done, you're not getting any more money from the NFL. Yeah, they don't care about you. They're not worried right. that you 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 gutted it out and all that. Uh, you're you're yesterday's news. Exactly. Real quick. We're on to the next one. Yeah, we are. Just like we're on to the next segment. All right. So when we come back, uh, Sixers beat the Lakers. Uh, in a tight one last night, they've won two in a row in their West Coast swing, and they've both been close games uh, Saturday and Sunday. Flyers sweep out a home and home against the Capitals, and don't look now, but they've won seven of eight. There you go. Uh, yes. So we will talk some Flyers. We'll talk some birthdays. We'll talk some movies. We got a lot in store. We'll certainly circle it back to the Eagles as well. Don't go anywhere. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back.
My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Roll into the final segment of Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Martin Luther King holiday of service. So, guys, let's look at the Sixers last night. Um, they've won two in a row here uh, on the West Coast swing. They beat Utah on Saturday in a really close one, and they beat the Lakers last night uh, by a point in L.A., a real back-and-forth kind of game. LeBron had a big game for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook had a big game for the Lakers. Uh, Joel played really well for the Sixers and I, James Harden's been phenomenal so far on this trip. He really looks like he's hitting his stride and they're hitting a stride together. Uh, those two, they look like the chemistry's real. Um, and the jumper looks like it's back. He's got a little bit more burst does James Harden. Um, they played very good basketball over, over a really long stretch now, you know, mixed in a few bad losses here and there. The, the one to Oklahoma city last, what was it? Thursday, whatever. Wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, man, they've had some really good wins. Don't go too fast, uh, James. We don't want you to stretch that hamstring. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> so well, don't 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 ex- accelerate too much, man. Keep it in check. Need you in was, April. He was questionable for last night. So it was uh, Tobias Harris who didn't play in Utah, but both played and both you know. And Tobias was solid, but yep. James was awesome last night. Um. That's what you need I, from him. What, Barrett? I, I, I mean, 
He gave us 24. 24 points, man. I mean, if I could get that out of him every single game, I mean, we'd be straight, bro. Him still being a distributor also. That's the thing. James is making it happen, bro. Say what you want to say, man. He had 13 assists. That's the thing. Yeah, he's I, I, getting everybody involved. I'm, I'm giddy, dog. Yeah. I'm giddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm – what? You're not going to hear me say anything bad about Think right about now. the efficiency, Barrett. He goes right. 9 of 15 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, also grabs 7 rebounds, has 13 assists and 24 points. And That's he wasn't an excellent playing, game. And he yeah. wasn't playing that old man game when he was trying to get fouled. No, he's he's kind of getting out of that. I've noticed yeah. like he's, he's not doing the just run into a guy's chest. I, I got to get, you know, complaining. And flop. Yeah, he looks like he's adapting to the way the league's calling. Yes, him. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy, man. I'm, 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 I'm smiling because of James Harden, bro. I can't. What I'm gonna say bad about him? You because if I say something bad about him now, I'd be like, he can be like, well, damn, man, what you want me to do? No, he's playing very well. <laughs> he is, yes. and, and I think he and Embiid are figuring each other out. You know, there yes. wasn't a ton of time together last year. Um, you know, and Embiid's been awesome. He had 35 and 11 last night, four assists, uh, extremely well. And a rare night where he wasn't great from the free throw line. He was two for five. Uh, for the line, which is, or, or I'm sorry, he was nine for 12 from the line, but which isn't like him. He usually doesn't miss free throws, but he, he was really good last night. Uh, Harris played well. Um, Maxi looked good. Shots. Yeah, Maxi looked good off the bench. Uh, they started Melton, and then Doc Rivers after the game said, well, we have three different starting lineups depending on the matchup. Okay. Um, we'll see if that, <laughs> we'll see if it stays that way with Maxi coming off the bench, but it worked last night. Melton didn't give you anything. But Maxi played well off the bench. They're playing. Bro, they're playing good basketball. I mean, Embiid's just a dominant dude as usual. Yeah, unstoppable. Anywhere he is, he's unstoppable. Well, here's the thing: take a take a peek at the uh, at the standings right now. So the Sixers are tied. They're tied with Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Cleveland for the second most wins in the conference at 27. Mm-hmm. They are um, now tied with the Bucks. Both 27 and 16. Mm-hmm. They're only a half game back of the Nets for second place. So they're starting to climb here in the standings. Did did we kind of did we kind of just say like, all right, this is a bad basketball team? Because I'm kind of, I'm starting to think like, damn, I was really, really wrong. Cause I, I thought that this team was just just out of source that you know they wouldn't even be able to compete in the East. I don't think we said bad. We never said bad. I think what we said was it's a lot of, and it still is, show me. They're a show me team. Show me the right, playoffs. Right. But it looks more like the pieces fit. Now. Right. Well, that's the big thing right there. They do fit. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I still like, you know, I, I want Shake to have a little more uh, time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, he's, he's he's not keeping Shake off the fit, off the court, man. So, mm. I mean, I, I think Doc is, is getting it together for the most part. Not saying Doc is the end all cure all. He's gonna he's gonna be here for the next ten years. But I'm just saying, he's got those guys playing well together. I agree. I agree. Look, credit where credits too. And and we can keep knocking who they're playing and all that all we want. But they're winning. Right. They're winning. You know, whoever they're lining up in front of them. I, tomorrow's going to be interesting. The Clippers are playing well. You know, they're going to get a Clipper team that that started the season off. Or actually, they're not playing great right now. But they're they they started the season off playing better. But at least you know when you when you're getting Paul George and if these guys play Kawhi and some of the others, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening there. But you know, again, I have to give them their props. I, I like what I'm seeing. I know everybody was was watching the the Bengals and the uh, or the yeah the Bengals and the Ravens last night. But I was I was back and forth. 
And there was a lot of good moments in that game. It was a fun game. It was a, like LeBron was right. on. Lakers hadn't played, by the way, since Thursday. So they were well-rested, and the Sixers were on a back-to-back. So they didn't necessarily have their legs. All the more reason why that's an impressive win. You know, it's tough in that league to play back-to-back. And and LeBron looked like old-school LeBron. He, he, was, he was really contributing. And I, I will just tell you this. Russell Westbrook, the end of the game, why? And Bede's covering him, and he decides he's going to just go one-on-one. When LeBron was having a great game, find LeBron James, dude. Give the ball up. You know, and he tries to drive. He loses it at one point. Embiid gets – he claimed Embiid was holding him. Embiid blo- – uh, George Niang comes over, helps, blocks the shot, and that was the last possession of the game. So I was – if I'm their coach, Darwin Ham, I'm, I'm, I would have been ticked off. Darwin Ham said he, he was fine with the possession. I just – I don't get that. Well, let me ask you this then. What did PJ Tucker do while he was out there? Because I didn't watch any of the game. I, I, I'm sorry, I watched football. No, I, no. Look at, I look at the stat line. Yeah. I see nothing but three points. Yeah. That's what he does he, every game. That's what he does. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't score. Like, he doesn't. I, I, I was hopeful. He didn't rebound either. Well, the, here's the, that's what I was going to say. Here's the problem. Like, I, I didn't expect a lot scoring wise, you know, from him. But you can't play 24 minutes and not have a rebound. <laughs> How's that possible? I can play. I can yeah. play for for 15 minutes. Yeah, and at least get a rebound. You can't get me a steal. You can't get me a rebound. You can't assist. have an assist in, in 24 minutes on the floor. Like here's the 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 scary part. And Barrett, the other thing is he's not closing games. You're not. You don't have him on the floor. Like the notion was, hey, you're gonna throw him on LeBron at the end of the game, and he's gonna disrupt LeBron. Rivers doesn't trust him enough to even put him out there. He looks very cooked, you know, and he signed a three-year deal. There's two years after this. And it's guaranteed, too. And it's guaranteed. Now, it's only $10 million a year, which in that league is not a ton. So you might be able to move him. But it's not, it's not a great situation because he's not giving you a lot. I wonder if they don't start going like crazy small with Maxie and Melton in the starting lineup and Tucker on the bench. Because if he's not rebounding for you anyway, who cares? What difference does it make? You brought, right. <laughs> you brought Tucker in here as a defensive specialist. Okay. Yeah. You didn't get. We could see that. That's why Milwaukee gave up on him. That's why Miami gave up on him. He doesn't give you anything offensively. And so you you when you get a, when you're in crunch time, he and he hasn't been playing defense to be honest. So you got to put him on the bench because you need a possible another score if you you need a shot in the last few seconds of a game. So. Yep. But who's going to take him? Even at what thirty-seven years old, who's going to pick up that ten million dollars for? Him? Nobody. And, and I, two more years guaranteed after this. Going to be hard. Going to be hard to move him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we all and let's face it, we all were excited when they made the move. They signed him. We said, okay, now what's one thing the Sixers needed to, to upgrade? Was their defense? Defense. When they signed PJ Tucker, we all applauded the move. But this has not been the PJ Tucker that we hoped that, and thought we would see. Up to this point, we knew he wasn't going to give you many points. If he gives you ten points in a game, that's a big plus for him. Huge. But the fact that he has not been shutting down defensively like we thought he was, he's more of a liability than he's an asset. So I do believe it's going to come a point in time soon. Doc Rivers has to make a decision: Do you bring him off the bench in in, in defensive moments instead of starting this guy and put Maxi back in the starting lineup? You're going to have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well said. You just brought back flashbacks, man. I thought you were talking, you know. What? No, I'm not even going to say it, bro. But what? No, no, no. Go ahead. You can't just put something out there and not finish it. Go ahead. No, he's gone now. He's playing with the Nets now. 
Oh, oh that guy. Yeah. yeah you said that, that's the same conversation we had about Ben. But I'm yeah. sorry. The say the name that shouldn't be said. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the same conversation we were saying about him. Mm-hmm. I hear Are you. we saying the same thing about all right. I'm, 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 All right. Let, let's let's go. Let's go to the Flyers. Uh, Flyers, home and home, take care of the Capitals, man. Alexander Ovechkin in the Capitals. They've won seven of eight. They're now at five hundred. They're eighteen, eighteen, and seven on the season. Look, I, I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're uber talented or any of that. I never thought at this point in the season they'd be a five hundred team. At, at, at what, what 30, 43 <laughs> games in? No just, shot in heck. You just took down one of the best teams in the East in back-to-back nights for a team that's devoid of talent. Um, again, we, we've said it before, and it goes back to, I think, the man running the show who has these guys believing in themselves. You know, uh, when, you look at, when you look at that roster – you know, I'm surprised they've won 18 games up to this point in a lot of ways. But the bottom line is they're, what, a 500 team now? Yeah. With a lot of hockey left to play. And you, mm-hmm. and, and I agree with you, Rob. I don't think on paper they are a playoff team. But if they, they keep playing like this, they may slip in the back door. Now, they yes. may not go far, but that's part of that learning curve under a new coach. If we get in, we get in, do what we do, we learn from it, move on, get better for next season. Because I don't think there's anybody who watches hockey inside and out who believes the Flyers are a playoff team. But I think it's eye-opening that they just took down back-to-back games of Washington Capitals twice. I do too. That says a lot about what this team's mindset is right now. It feels like – I'm not, like, doing a straight comparison to the Giants, but it's it's a team with not a lot of talent that I think the coach is getting the most out of. Absolutely. In in that sense. And whether you like Uh, him or not, kudos to him for what he's doing with them. No, I agree. I agree. All right, let's uh let's hit the birthdays here. Um got a good what? decent amount. De- what decent amount. Days? What about this? Uh Aaliyah, uh was born on this day in 1979. Of course, uh lost her in a plane crash at a very yep. young age. Twenty two uh, years old. Twenty two. Lynn Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame, uh is forty three years old. Sade or Sadie. Oh, Sadie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. 64 years Sweet young. It is taboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Kate Moss, the model, actress, whatever she was, 49 yeah. years old. Matt, was she married to Johnny Depp? Did they date? Mm, I don't know. Sure. Uh, Albert Pujols, 43 yes. years old. What, what a way finest. he went out strong. He had a great last year, man. He's from Missouri, too, right? Independence. Who holds this? Yeah. Is he? I yeah. think he was maybe born in the Dominican, but grew up in uh, Independence, Missouri. Yep. yep. So Did he? I don't like him already. <laughs> Show me state, baby. Show me state. Uh, 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 Joe Flacco uh, from right. Audubon, New Jersey, is uh, or not? Right no, he's way. not from Audubon. Where's my he? son? Yeah, my son. Um, from Jersey. Echo. Yeah. Yeah. South oh, Jersey. he was his backup. Yeah. No, my my son. His 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 um. His brother, his younger brother, played with my son. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's 38 today. Uh, the director, John Carpenter, did a lot of movies. Uh, 75 years old. Debbie Allen, uh, actress, choreographer, 73. Mm-hmm. Flashdance, baby. Yep. Uh, yeah. Fame. A lot of stuff. Yeah, fame, fame. Yep. yep. Uh, Justin Jefferson. 
A tough way to go out on, on the day before your birthday, but uh, he's 24 years old today. Justin Jefferson, yep. Yeah, man. Uh, Diane Fossey of Gorillas in the Mist. She was a uh, very famous for her study of like you know, the wild and gorillas and that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, born on this day, 1932. Did, did, didn't she get killed by a gorilla too? She yeah, eventually? Was, yeah. yeah. Correct. Yep. yep. She was fearless. Like she would yes, she was. be out in some crazy stuff. Um, Bro, she was like, she sat there for like, Yes. Years from like 20 feet away from them. Yeah. Just sitting there. Yeah. It got to the point that, yeah, that they used to come over and, 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 and the baby start playing with her. Have brunch with her. Yeah. Yeah, She was warned like repeated, like, you know, and she always said, nope, I, you know, this is the way I go. This is the way I go. But I love. She said that too. Yeah. Well, you know, she was also threatened a lot of times by a lot of poachers because she was big in terms of saving the, 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 the silverback gorillas. Her life was threatened on a number all of the time. Yeah. yeah, she was under under yeah. heat all the time for people. And yeah. then it was a gorilla that killed. I'm sorry, man. You know, I applaud, I love reading. I love wildlife. I've always I grew up on Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdoms. I, I love. I am not sitting amongst gorillas. Nope. I just I'm not doing it. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame. She was. I'm trying to think of what the what exactly happened. How how she. Or was she killed by a, po- a poacher? I think was it was a, a poacher. Following the killing of a gorilla and subsequent tension, she was murdered in her camp at a remote camp in Rwanda. So, so, so it was by human. poachers. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In '85, yeah. So this was after, you know, she was trying to protect them, and and some of the hunters were getting ticked off at her, et cetera. So uh, that's what ended up happening. But she was like the foremost expert in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, also, Richard T. Jones, the actor, is 51. Uh, he's good in a actor. lot of stuff. That guy's good. Mm-hmm. He's funny, too. He's very funny. Mm-hmm. Guy. He was in Godzilla, Event Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. He's in, he was He was in, um, oh, what's the really good movie where the uh, Tate Diggs is getting married? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. He's oh, one yeah. of his best men and yep, in, yep. in his buddies. It might have been the best man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roy Jones Jr., the boxer, is 54. One of my all-time favorites. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dizzy Dean, born on this day in, in 1910. Um, but that's all I got as far as the uh, the birthdays go. Well, former Eagle, Nolan Carroll. Oh, God. 36. Mm. Yeah, remember him. The, Great the, wrong, the wrong Matthew, Casey Matthews, is 34. Yep, always end up <laughs> with the wrong brother. Right. You already said Jim Caldwell. Uh, Joe Horn, okay. 51. Joe okay. Horn. Joe Horn. Yep. Um, Jonathan Allen, 28. Huh? Um, what's the name? Tredavious White, who played yesterday, balled out, is 28. Yeah, he is good, man. Yep. So that's mine. Okay. How about you, Gunner? No, you hit all mine. All right. Uh, birthdays, Along Came Polly with uh, Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yep. It's a very yep. funny movie. Yeah, it is. My favorite scene of that movie is. Um, Oh God! Well, I'm, Philip Seymour Hoffman when he's playing basketball in the park, and he stinks, and every shot's a brick, and he's talking about making it rain, and he's just throwing up yeah, yeah. bricks off the backboard the whole time. Jeez. That and when he eats the the uh, like the Indian food, and he can't handle it, and he's sweating <laughs> at their date. Yeah, some good scenes from that. One. Uh, Notorious came out in 2009. Great movie, great, great movie, phenomenal. Yeah. Really well done. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name, but the guy who played uh, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie was yeah. great. It was yeah, great. Was. 
Uh, Foxcatcher is an excellent movie uh, based on the uh, the wrestler, and the, this all went down in Delaware too with the uh, with the Dupont, um, John mm-hmm. Dupont, mm-hmm. and uh, and the wrestler who we ended up unfortunately killing. Uh, Twenty One Grams, very good movie, two thousand four. That's all. Um, yeah. See that one. What else do we have? What else do we have? Uh, you got Mall Cop with Paul Blair from 2009. Paul Blair. Classic. Yes. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin James. And then they make a Mall Cop 2 or 3. Yeah, like we, we needed a second one. Yeah. <laughs> Number one was fine. That was enough. You, you overdid yeah. it. You, you yeah. overextended yourselves with, with yeah. the second one. Yeah. Be happy the, the first one made some money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well. All right. Well, this I thought this was pretty cool. So Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach, has this tradition after the Bengals win. He goes to a to a local uh, restaurant bar in Cincinnati, and brings them a game ball. Did you guys see this tradition? So he no. goes to this place called the Blind Pig, which is right across the street from the team's facility in the stadium. And every time he goes there, he gets on the mic at, at the DJ booth and holds up a game ball for the people at the uh, at the bar restaurant who watch the game there. And what? he did it again uh, yesterday. Wow, that's pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. You got, you know, you're a head coach of a football team, you, but you're still an average guy. Mm-hmm. You can go, you mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do that, man. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> I mean, my boy Ray Rose would go to the turf club. <laughs> was he? Yeah, he wasn't. He was just getting tickets, though. He wasn't. I don't think he was bringing game balls over there. Ray, Ray loved the OTB, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he Oof. did. I, I'd yeah. love to, I'd love to know what Ray's up to these days. Uh, he's in, uh, he's in Texas right now. He's in Texas. Living life, doing whatever he wants to do. You know he ain't got some, some uh, healthcare problems, but you know he's yeah. Ray didn't take care of himself, uh, bro. I'll tell you a story, a quick story about Ray. I um, like I said, I I just broke my thumb. I got pissed off. I thought I got cut because um, we're in practice and something happened, and I start chasing my offensive line coach around. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm going to beat him. I'm going I'm if I if I'd have caught him, it'd have been over. My career would have been over because I'd have I'd have beat him to sleep. That's how yeah. mad I was. Long story long, he kicks me out of practice. I go in, I'm packing my stuff up. The rest of the players, they break practice, they come in, ooh, be broke you out here, ooh. So I'm sitting there, everybody's go to meeting. I'm sitting there, still sitting there. I know I'm cut, so I'm packing my stuff. He's no, no, what, what you doing? I said, You just cutting, what you mean? What you doing? He said, No, take your ass to the meeting. So I went to the meeting. After the meeting, he told me, Hey, come to my office to ask work. Long story long, I go to his office. And we sitting there watching film. He's telling me old stories about 49ers and and and, and all kind of Lawrence Taylor stories and and drinking. We're drinking moonshine. Needlessly, I did not make it home. I did not make it home. And I slept at the stadium. And I got up at like 5 36 o'clock in the morning. Went to my uh went in, steamed all that stuff out, and was ready to go to the next practice. Damn, man. <laughs> the stuff you can do when you're 22, 23. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Ray was different. Ray was different. All right, we got we got to roll. We got to roll. All right, so uh, tomorrow we'll have David Murphy. We're gonna we're gonna just uh, I mean wall to wall Eagles coverage of the Eagles Giants game every single day this week. So this is the place you want to be. That's for sure. This is the channel you want to be on in general. But uh, I want to thank Xander Kraus producing the program. Everybody in the chat section, you guys are the best. Everybody streaming. Everybody listening. Don't go anywhere because you have uh, Dan Cilio coming up with the National Football Show. And like I said. You know, we are going to continue to, uh, to crush it all week. By the way, if you missed any of our show, 
You can always go to jacobsports.com to check out any any segments, any portions of it, and uh, just go to uh, Jacob Sports YouTube channel as well. You can pick it up anywhere, anywhere you missed it. If you had to run out, you want to pick it up at the 207 mark, you can do that as well. Catch all of our show. But that'll do it for us today. We're back at it tomorrow. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel at noon for three hours of power. For D. Gunn, for Barrett Brooks, I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Thanks for hanging out with us today. My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVale Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.